Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be here to share the Word of God with you all. And um, before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. And God bless all of you all that are here today and that are listening. So, um, brothers and sisters, let's all, you know, humble ourselves before the Lord and let's pray in agreement. Let's ask the Lord to come and to minister and to touch us and to heal us and to provide for whatever thing it is that we need and to break every chain and to have his way with us and to let his will be done in all of us right now as we are here and to make us all clean because the coming, the coming of the Lord, the re- his return, the rapture, it is so near. It is so near, and we have to look out, and we have to take every second, every minute, every hour. It's very precious, and that's that we're not getting it back. And we have to use it, you know, to the best of our ability to bring glory to God. Because all that we have now, when that day comes, God will require of us, you know, what we've done with the time he's given us. So let's all pray, brothers and sisters. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly come before you. Lord God, I pray that you forgive us of all of our sins. God, we repent, we repent, cleanse all of us with your blood. Oh, Lord God, wash every single person that is listening. Father God, cleanse every single person that is listening with your blood. Cleanse all of us that are listening with your blood. Wash all of us with your blood. Oh God, we repent. We repent, oh God. We repent of all that we have said and done that we should not have, Father God. Make everything new, oh God. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, oh Lord. Oh Jesus, cleanse us, oh Holy Spirit, cleanse us. Oh Lord God Almighty, cleanse us. Oh Father God, wash us, wash us clean. Wash us clean, Lord Jesus, with your blood in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, let us not fall. Let us not be broken down. Let us not be overcome by sin. Let us not be overcome by darkness, Father God. Let our hearts not not follow this world, but let us let our hearts follow you, oh God. Father God, I pray that you keep drawing us closer and closer to you, Jesus. Father, as we live our daily lives, I pray that whatever it is that Satan is playing against any one of us, Father, you see and you know it. Destroy, 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 and break every work of Satan. I rebuke and we renounce in the name of Jesus. All works of Jezebel, all works of Baal, all works of witchcraft and divination, all works of laziness, Father, all works of distraction, Father, all works of confusion, Lord Jesus, all works of of fear. We renounce and we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I bind and I cast it out of all of your children that are listening this moment in Jesus' name. Oh God, deliver them from all that they need to be delivered from. Restore all of us from all that we need to be all that we need to be restored of. Oh God, make us ready for your coming, oh Lord. Lord, as you're coming, Lord, for a bride that is spotless and without wrinkle, Jesus. Make all of us ready, Lord God. Let us not lack anything. Let us lack nothing in Jesus' name. Oh Father, fill us with more and more of your presence. God, fill us with more and more of your Shekinah. Oh God, fill us with your truth in Jesus' holy name. Father God, fill us with your wisdom in these dark times, O Lord, and draw us closer and closer and closer and closer to you, Jesus. Father, whatever gift it is that your children have been asking for, bless them with it. Whatever it is that your children need, Lord, in this time, Father, I pray that you bless them with it. But Father, bless and strengthen your children. O shelter your people, Father God. Be that shepherd that leads and guides us, O God. Lead and guide all your people. Holy Spirit, lead and guide all of your children, Father. Cause none of your children to falter. Cause none of your children to fall, nor to stumble. God, cause none of your children, Lord, to be broken down, O Lord Jesus, but release supernatural strength, O Lord. Release supernatural strength, Lord, into all of your children, Father. Father God, at the time of your coming is drawing closer than ever. Father, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you so much in this time. God, I pray that you'd grant us with your grace. I pray that you'd grant us with your mercy. I pray that God, you'd grant us with your loving kindness, with your joy. Oh, Father God, you'd grant us with your peace, oh Lord Jesus. Father, we need more of you in this time. We need you in every second, oh Lord. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. So I pray the Lord you would be there. You'd be there providing for us. I pray that God, you'd be there protecting us. I pray that God, you'd be there leading and guiding us in all that we do, Father. 
Father God, I pray that your favor would rest upon us, Lord Jesus. Let us be made holy, clean, and pure, spotless, Jesus. Fill us with more and more of your spirit, O God. Fill us with more and more of your anointing, O God. Fill us with more and more of your holy fire, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, more and more of you and all of us, O Lord. Yes, God, I thank you so much, Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd please keep preparing us. And that, God, you'd keep making us ready. You'd keep making us ready, God. And that you'd send your mighty angel to protect us. Whatever attack of Satan, whatever the enemy is doing against any one of us. Father God, break it right now in Jesus. And I come against every work of Satan. I rebuke every demon that is coming up against any one of us right now with the blood of Jesus. I rebuke every demon. I rebuke every demon. I rebuke every demon. I bind I cast them back into the pits of all. I reverse every work of Satan. I renounce every curse and every work of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the works of Satan in the name of Jesus. I come against every work of the enemy with the blood of Jesus Christ. I come against every work of Satan against any one of us with the blood of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that will rise against us thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord in Jesus' name. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Oh, Jesus, crush down Jesus. Destroy every work of the devil against any one of us. Oh, Father, break and consume them by your fire, Father. Break us and set us free from the chains and the bondage of the evil wicked one Father God break every yoke I break every chain and every yoke right now with the anointing with the anointing of Jesus Christ with the blood of Jesus Christ I break I break I break every power of Satan over anyone right now in Jesus name I release your anointing, Father God, into the homes of all those that are listening, to break spells, to break works of witchcraft, Father, to break, Father, works, Father God, of demons, of sexual immorality, of fear, of pride, of jealousy, of envy, of strife, of bitterness. Father, I break all those with the blood of Jesus out of their lives, O Lord. I pray that you'd set them free, you'd cause them to forgive, and that you'd cause them to be changed and to be renewed by your blood, O Lord. You'd cause them to have their robes ready, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, build your people up, O Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd build your people up, you'd build your people up, you'd build them up, God. And that you'd restore, you'd restore, and that you'd break the chains. And that you'd set every single person free, Father, that is in captivity. Anyone that is in captivity right now, that God you see and that you know is struggling and is in captivity, Lord. You see and you know, Father, please deliver them right now, wherever they are. Holy Spirit, please deliver them right now, wherever they are, God. Deliver them right now, wherever they are, O Holy Spirit. I pray that, God, you deliver them right now, Father, wherever they might be. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will deliver them. You would be their deliverer to deliver them right now, O Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, help your people, Father, with whatever it is that you know that they need. Help your children with whatever it is that you know that they need, Father. Please provide for them for whatever it is you know that they need, Father. You are God. God of great supply. Father, in this time, supply. Holy Spirit, supply. Holy Spirit, supply. Holy Spirit, supply. Oh, God, supply. Oh, Jesus, come and be their supplier, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are God, our provider. Provide supernaturally, God. Provide supernaturally for Lord Jesus. All of our needs provide. Oh, God, provide. Jesus, you will provide. You will provide, oh, Lord. You will provide. You will provide. You will provide. In Jesus' name, God, we receive all that you have for us, oh, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. And we bless you right now in Jesus' name. And God, I pray the Lord, just as you touched the mouth of Isaiah, that, Lord, you would touch my mouth and the mouth of my brothers and sisters right now. You would touch their mouth, Father God. You would put your word in their mouth and that, Lord, you would touch them as the cold touched, Lord Jesus. 
your servant's mouth, and that, Father, you'd remove all sin, and that you'd put your word in their mouth to speak, O oh Lord. Put your words in our mouth to speak in Jesus' name. Father, equip us, equip us, equip us. Let us not be weak. Let us not be weak. Let us not be weak. Let us be equipped, Father, with your supernatural strength, with your supernatural power. Let us be equipped, Father, with your wisdom. Let us be equipped with your gifts. Let us be equipped, Father God, with your spiritual blessings. Let us be equipped with your holy fire. Let us be equipped, Father, with your presence, with your power, with all that you want us to have in us. Let us be equipped, O Lord. We will be equipped. We will be equipped in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that we will be equipped by your blood. According to your will, we will be equipped, Lord Jesus, and that your will will be done in Jesus' name. We pray with thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. We just want to thank you, God. I thank you, God, for this time. I thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for all my brothers and sisters that are listening. Lord, I thank you. Holy Spirit, I praise you. Jesus, I thank you so much. I bless you. I bless your name, Lord. I pray that you'd be in their lives and that you'd be with them wherever they go, wherever they are. That God, you would be with them. That, Lord, you would strengthen them. God, you would not let them fall or stumble. But, God, you'd be with them, O oh Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Show them, everyone. And yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful that all of you are here. And I'm going to go ahead and share um, um, a dream I had. But first, I would I would share the Word of God and I would share um, a few things that the Lord let me know. And I would also um, talk about a few revelations before I, I go on to the dream. Yes, and right now the first thing I'm going to start off with will be... What will be to share the words that I heard that I, that came into me strong when I was in prayer um, right now. Um, when I was in prayer, um, what I felt really coming into my heart, what I felt really coming into my spirit very strongly that I just kept hearing and the Holy Spirit confirmed to me was provision right now. As I was praying right now, I just felt the Holy Spirit show me and tell me that He's going to supernaturally provide. He will provide, but He wants His people to have that faith to connect with Him. So that he could do it because you know faith pleases our Lord God because God wants you to have faith in that even though you have no idea how you're going to get what God has promised you even though you have no idea of how you're going to receive what you want God to give you you have faith that there's nothing impossible for God and that even though everything looks um, like it's going down you have faith that God will bring you up because as men say when there's a you know there, there is a casting down you know God will say there's a lifting up you know God will, can bring you up when everything is going down. And then this time, that's the faith that God wants His children to have because everything is about to go down in the whole world as we know it. Everything is going down because darkness is coming and it's going to bombard and collapse and just break down. It's going to attack everything. And the only thing that has the light, you know, the only thing that, that will have the light of God will stand and will survive. So in this time, the Lord wants you to be equipped. He wants you to be ready because He's about to do things. It's about time. The Lord is, 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 is time. He's about to do so many things. And in this time, the Lord wants you to be equipped. He wants you to be equipped with, with the faith, especially faith being so important. Because without faith, you can't please God. And God does things that has to do with faith. God never wants you to be negative. You know, because with Him, God wants you to know that all things are possible. But God... He could do abundantly beyond what you could ever ask for or what you could ever request. So know this in your heart and never doubt God. Never doubt that whatever it is that you need is too much for Him to provide because it's absolutely nothing for Him. He made the heavens and the earth. He made the universe. He made everything. Nothing was made without Him. So 
how can you think that anything is too hard for him? Because even if you've seen his glories in heaven, they're so great and they're so mighty that nothing could compare to his glorious majesty. So with all that he's done, how could you think that anything is hard for him? No, absolutely wrong. There's nothing, nothing hard, nothing too hard for our Lord. It doesn't matter what it is you need from him. This is the time that he will supernaturally provide and he wants you to have the faith so that I can connect with him. Because the faith is what pleases God. Faith will let you receive. Faith will, 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 will let you hold on. Have steadfast faith. Because the devil's going to go around testing, shaking people's faith. And you, you need to have that true faith right now. So that when your faith is shaken, you will stand. Because this is the time that great things are about to happen. The Lord will provide. The Lord will do things for his people. The Lord will do great things for his people. He wants his people. The Lord wants his people to be equipped. That's what he wants. That's what, that's what he told me in my spirit. That's when I was praying. That's what the Holy Spirit was letting me know that he will provide. And he confirmed it to me that he will provide for you. All, the, all that you need, Jesus will provide. God will provide. God knows how to provide with so much ease. He could provide in so many ways. He could touch people's hearts for people to give you. Or the Holy Spirit could make what is not there be there. Because, you know, God is able to make what is not existent exist. He's able to make what was not there previously appear. God can let you all of a sudden have, he could all of a sudden multiply the money in your bank account, and the money in your bank account could just reach a certain amount that you haven't seen before. All of a sudden, the Lord could cause the money in your wallet or in your bag multiply. He could do that. Or the Lord could send someone supernaturally. He could send an angel, and he could give the angel a certain amount of money to bless you with. And all of a sudden, you could be going somewhere, and then an angel could meet you, and the angel could tell you, the Lord wants you to have this. And then you could receive that money that the Lord wants you to receive. The Lord could do it in, 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 in countless, countless ways, because, you know, the power of our Lord is limitless. But you have to have faith. You cannot doubt if you want to receive in this time. Because the other thing that I saw that the Lord did show me in prayer was an earthquake. I was surprised, but I saw an earthquake when I was praying. I saw an earthquake, so I know an earthquake is coming. Again, so it's coming. There's an earthquake coming, brothers and sisters. So please prepare. Prepare. Have strong faith in the Lord. Have very strong faith in the Lord. Have very strong faith in the Lord and always pray because, you know, in this time, you know, the light is getting stronger. The presence of God is being released. So for those of you that know, you know that His coming is soon. Because for those of you that could discern in the Spirit, you could discern that His Spirit is increasing. I don't know if all of you can, but for those of you that can, you would know that the, the, the tangible presence of God in the atmosphere is changing. It's not constant. God is doing something different. Like, things are changing. At least for me, the Lord has shown me that the spiritual realm is, is changing. It's like the physical realm is becoming more like the spiritual realm. It's like they're uniting. It's like the power of God is easily being manifested in the physical realm. And it's increasing. It's increasing. It's increasing very rapidly. So very soon, supernatural things are about to happen so much. So it's time to have faith because God is going to do them anyway. Whether you believe God could do it or not, he will do it. But the thing is that if you believe, then you'll be able to receive. But if you don't believe and you doubt God, you could sin and you could find, your, find yourself wanting. And at that time, although you see God doing all those wonderful, miraculous things, it will be too late for you because the time you had, the time that God you know, extended his helping hand to you, you rejected. And um, you probably made a mistake because there's some mistakes that can be forgiven. But there's some mistakes that when you make, that's the end of it. 
if if you take the mark of the beast, or if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, or if you do such terrible things as, you know, you, you can't find forgiveness, if you take the mark of the beast, that's it. So that you have to be right now very careful and grow your faith because Satan will want you to lose all that, you know, God has given to you. He will want you to give it up. But please don't because God is here and he's ready to lend a helping hand for all that, you know, all that truly believe and all that truly seek him for whatever it is they need. He wants them to have faith and he wants them to be patient because then again, our timing is different from God's timing. God's timing is perfect. Our timing is usually based on the little knowledge we have because the knowledge we have is just so tiny. It's like a speck of dust. We can't even compare it to the knowledge of God because the Bible teaches that as high as the heavens are from the earth, so is his knowledge and his wisdom. He knows so much more than we could ever imagine. So please be humble towards God and, and you know get that deep relationship with him. And whatever it is you seek for um, especially any spiritual gift or wanting more of him. Just be patient because God wants to give you more of him than you want to receive. So just be patient because, you know, God does everything in his timing so that everything goes perfect according to his will. So whatever it is you need, just be patient and keep trusting God and keep relying and trusting on him and keep requesting from him and be patient. Just keep trying because he's about to do great things. He's about to do so many wonderful things. God's about to do so many tremendous things. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. And in this time, the Lord also wants all of his people to be very, very persistent spiritually. He wants his children to, to constantly try. Spiritually, the Lord, like what the Lord wants is, he wants all of his children to be very, very persistent and always trying. He wants you to always try to do what is right and be persistent. Um, he knows we're not perfect. So if you know there's something you have to do and you know that in yourself as you are, you're probably not ready to be able to do it. What the Lord wants you to know is that he wants you to have faith and to know that he's with you. And he doesn't expect you to be able to do everything on your own, by your own strength and by your own power. Because he knows that without him, you cannot do anything. The Lord knows that, that without him, you cannot do anything. And he doesn't expect you to, to do anything alone because he knows that as you stand alone, there's absolutely nothing you could do. You can't even breathe on your own. If he doesn't give you the ability to be able to breathe, you can't. You can't even move a finger without God. So he knows you can't do anything without him. That is why he wants to give you the strength and the supernatural power and the capability. That's why he wants you to have that faith. That is why doubt really displeases and really upsets the Lord. And, you know, people perish in doubt because of the lack of knowledge. Because if, if, if you have that knowledge, knowing that without God you could do nothing... It will help you to have faith because you will know that originally in the way you're made, you're intended to always be with God. You're, you, it's never intended for you to be separated from God because if you're alone, you can absolutely do nothing. So that way you'll begin to understand that your original, um, as you were created, the original intention of God was for you to always be with him so that now you know you're supposed to be with him. You'll also know that with him, all things are possible. Because, you know, all things are possible for those that believe. You know, you know, um, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If Christ is in you, he is with you, you could do all things. So when you know these things, your faith will begin to increase and will begin to multiply. And, you know, if you need faith, ask. He will give it to you. He will. The Lord will. I've experienced this, and it's not because of me. It's because of him. It's because of his word, what he said. Because he will fulfill his promises 
You know, nothing goes out of God's word that will return void. Everything he says will be fulfilled. But he wants you to push and to be persistent and to always have a humble mentality, knowing that you are nothing, because we really are. All of us are nothing compared to God. We can't do anything without him. It is only through him that we have all strength. It is only through him that we, we have all power. It is only through him that we can take every step. We can um, we can breathe. We can walk. We can eat. We could pray. All that we do, it's all from God. So please acknowledge that it's indeed from God and surrender. Please trust Him with your life. Give Him all that you have and you won't regret it because if you don't, I can assure you, you will 100% regret it. Definitely, you'll regret it if you don't give God all your life. You will go through pain and torture that you have never experienced before. Because those that reject a God, they're already in pain and they're screaming and they're crying out hoping for another chance. But it's too late because the Lord gives us this chance, and if you if you repent, if you if if you repent and if you change, then you know what happens is you know as the Word teaches that you know if my people, you know who are called by my name will call out to me and pray and you know and and repent and turn from their wicked ways and I will hear them from heaven, you know it's like if if you cry out to God if you pray, God can change His mind. That happens a lot. God changes His mind a lot. When when you you change what's going to happen to you, or when you change what you're going to do, because when you change what you do, then is like because today you could be serving Satan. If you decide to serve God tomorrow, then what is coming for you will change. God will let it change. But if you still persist in serving Satan and serving this world, then what what is coming for you? Because God has given you free will to choose to do whatever you want. If if there's a curse coming after you, that curse will definitely hit you. Because you didn't change. You didn't repent. And when you repent, it will cause God to, to do something. If you repent and you pray, God could send an angel to protect you from whatever calamity was about to come. And then you might have had experienced something supernatural or something very wonderful in your life. But if you didn't, then that whatsoever calamity was coming you know, before you or was coming right at you to bring you down, it would definitely hit you. So... Praying and you know fasting can cause God to change. Can cause God's heart to change. It could move His heart to 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 do something. But if you do nothing, then what's going to happen will happen. You know God has put that power in you to be able to, you know, repent and touch His heart and move Him and change His mind. God is because you know, you're 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 His child and He's your Father and you know He He's He's a God that is also so compassionate that is also moved a lot by emotions and if you move him so much with your you know by crying out to him by weeping and wailing and repenting he will change what was coming or what's about to happen yes brother and sister so right now you have the opportunity to change things that you know that that are about to happen to you in your life and even sometimes if 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 people do it collectively in a region it could change well, God's plan, it could change what was going to happen for that region. If if all of them repent, if something horrible is about to happen to a whole region or a whole area of land or a whole um, city or town or something, it could change. Like it happened in Nineveh, judgment was coming in. It, it, it changed. Yes, all, all I mean, all that, all that, you know, things like that. They could they could change depending on what people do. Yes, brothers and sisters, so there's things that you, know, you could do to move God's heart, to cause Him to change some things. 
But as we know, there's a written will of God that will be fulfilled. Like God has said so many things in the past by his prophets that he that he he said would be fulfilled and they have been. Because the the other thing also is that, brothers and sisters, God also knows, you know, the future from the beginning. And he knows whether people will repent and come to him and whether people will not repent. So Whatever happens, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows if people are going to repent ten times. He knows, well, this person is going to repent ten times. So in the end, he knows whether this person will go back into sin and go back into the world or, you know, if the person will will, 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 come, will come to him and not go back. He knows, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows how many changes or how many decisions that people would make. So he knows the very, very, very end. No matter how many things would happen in the middle before the end finally comes. He knows exactly how many breaths someone is going to take. He knows exactly how many left and right turns every person on the earth is going to take. He knows how many hairs will fall out of someone's head. He knows everything before even the end comes. So because of that, he knows everything in detail. And he knows the very end that will come that will be fulfilled, that will not change. Like, you know, he he spoke to his people. He spoke to you know, the prophets. He spoke about, you know, Jesus was going to come. He he prophet you know, the Lord he you know, he gave the word to his prophets. And as you see in the Bible, as in Isaiah and in and other books, you know, spoken of as Jesus. And, you know, Jesus came and exactly as God said it happened. Jesus was born and he came and he he, he saved all of us and, you know, what God said what happened happened. It didn't matter what happened like there's a written will of God that when God speaks, it's like there's a written will of God that God has made his mind that when he speaks that will, he knows it will be fulfilled because he knows the very, very end from the beginning. He knows if people are going to change their mind because God could tell you something is about to happen to you. Like he could show you in a dream and he knows that's what's going to happen. And he know, but But he knows that if you change... Things will change, and there's a very, there's a also another written will of God. God has a will too, where He knows that, you know, even if you change, this will still happen because this has been my very will from the beginning. There's a purpose and there's a plan of God, like as we see in the written word in the Bible. What because you know the Bible says, what comes out of God's mouth will not return void, and what what He's spoken of as will happen exactly because, you know, as He spoke to John, He showed them. He spoke to him, and he revealed to him that these things, you know, they will soon be fulfilled. You know, in the Bible, there's so many times that the Lord had, or the Lord had sent uh, messages through, sometimes even angels, and he showed them that this is what will happen. So there is, um, there are messages that the Lord would send to people, and he would let people know that this verily, verily will happen. This, the Lord could assure you that this will happen. So you just have to obey what the Lord is telling you. Like, you know, like as the Lord has shown his people, like the rapture will happen. The rapture will happen. It's like he's already said it would, and he's confirmed that it would, it would, it would. So um, it will happen, surely. He's spoken of the judgments that would come, and he has said these things will come, and it will happen verily. He knows that people would repent, but those that will repent, they're going to go home in the rapture. Because these things are things that have to be fulfilled, because God spoke them. There are some things that God could speak to you and He could tell you, and He wants you to change. But there are some things that God will speak 
which will happen because it's his will. And, you know, um, it's it's God that chooses these things to happen. God can tell you something, and he can give you a dream that this is what's going to happen. And he wants you to pray and to repent so that this doesn't happen. But God can tell you that this is his will, and this is what he wants to happen. And he will show you that this is what I want to happen. And he, he could even tell you to pray to let his word to be fulfilled. Because God has a will, and his will has to be done. It's not up to us. So we just have to do our best, always in line with the scripture. We know that there is things that God wants us to do. We know God wants us to repent. We always have to repent. We know, we know God wants us to be holy. We always have to be holy. Because there's a, there's, um, there's things that God will show us about his word. And it's because he wants to save us. Because he wants, because you know, God has said things that, you know, heaven and earth will pass away. These things God has said, they will come to pass. There are things that God has said and they will be fulfilled because it, it has been his, his plan that he has spoken of from the beginning. It's what, you know, he, he knows will happen. And he has spoken of that these things will happen and they will, and they have happened from the beginning. And, and, and they have happened and they will, you know, they will, you know, be fulfilled. But there are things that he will tell us. And he wants us to, you know, to refrain or to change some of the from or to change some of the things we're doing, so that those things will not happen. Because those things are things he's doing, but he doesn't want to do them. But they'll happen because of because of what he knows will 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 go on in the very end. So basically, what I'm trying to explain is this. Um, yes, what I'm trying to say is that there's a will of God. There's a word of God. You know, you know that he has spoken that will be fulfilled that is unshakable that no matter what you do God has said this will happen and he said it, it's, it's going to barely happen because it's his will he has spoken that these things will happen from the very beginning those things that God has said according to his will they will happen and you know that's his will and that's what he said and exactly as the Lord has said it will happen yes and there's also a word of God that the Lord could tell you that you know, it's like, like that, like with Nineveh, he could tell you, and he tells you because he wants you to change from your ways, so that if you change, what was going to happen won't happen. Like someone could be heading to hell, and the Lord could tell them, "You're heading to hell," and if you don't change from your ways, this is where you'll end. I, that when when the Lord tells it to someone personally, because there's a will that the Lord will will tell us about. The, there's a word that the Lord will give us about us. About us, there's a word he's, he can give to us. That is, um, let's say, depending on what you do, this is what you receive. And he will, he will show you. If you do this, this is what you get. If you do this, this is what you get. So when he, when he gives us that kind of word in a dream, he shows you in a dream, or he shows you by telling you, you have to quickly pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and ask him to let his will be done. Because sometimes the Lord will show it to you because he does not want it to happen. But sometimes he will show it to you because he wants it to happen. Because this is his will, and this is what he wants, and this is what he's, he's planned to happen from the beginning, and it will happen. This, this is what he wants. And this is what he, his plan has always been, and it will happen. So when you always get a word from the Lord, or when the Lord shows you something, sometimes ask him in detail. Ask him what his will concerning that word or that dream or that vision was because there's a will behind everything that God has. The Lord could show you um a word concerning um let's say concerning the rapture that he could show you like this person 
will go in the rapture. And at that time, maybe that person is not ready to go home in the rapture yet. And his will could be that he wants you to pray and to help the person so that the person could be ready for the rapture. So he could show you that this is it, and but I want you to do this. So the Lord speaks to us in different ways, and he shows us things you know, differently. He shows us different things. There are things that the Lord will show us that will be fulfilled. Like when, you know, the Lord sent the angel to come to Daniel, to speak to Daniel. And the Lord showed Daniel what would happen in the earth with all the kingdoms and empires. And, you know, the Lord showed Daniel that this was going to happen. But it was going to, you know, the angel told Daniel that it was going to happen a while after. And But, but the Lord did make it clear to him that these things would happen. And they are being fulfilled. They're, they're still being fulfilled as we're living here today. So, brothers and sisters, I just want you to know that there is a will of God which is spoken that the Lord will show you that will happen. And, you know, he'll show that this is what will happen. And, lo and behold, that will happen exactly as the Lord says. Because, as we know, you know, nothing comes out of the word, uh, you know, out of the mouth of God and will return void. If the Lord says something, it will happen. It will be fulfilled. It will happen exactly as he said. But sometimes he could tell you something because he's actually willing for that thing to change because he knows what's about to happen but he knows it can't change so sometimes he'll let you know because sometimes Lord could speak to me and he could show me something and he could let me know that it can change like this I'm showing you or this I'm letting you know it can change so you have to be careful you have to you have to um, do this you have to hold on you have to be steadfast he could show you this could happen or this could happen depending on what the person does he could show you that I have this plan for this person, you know, like how people end up in hell. The Lord's plan is for everyone to find salvation. He doesn't plan for anyone to go to hell, but people go to hell because they because they choose it, because it's freely. You choose where you want to go. He doesn't want anyone to be in torment and to be in pain. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He doesn't want anyone to be in darkness, but people freely choose where they want to go because the Lord gives true free will. He lets you choose to do whatever it is you want and that is what happens. So that's how it is, brothers and sisters. The Lord could show you something and he could let you know that this is, 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 is up to you, this one. It's up to you. If you pray and if you do this, he could tell you, don't go to this place because if you go to this place, this is what will happen. So if you go to this place, what the Lord told you would happen would happen. But if you don't go, then what he told you would happen, it might not happen. But there's also something that the Lord could tell you, this will surely happen, because it's his will, and it's what he's spoken to come to pass. And what he has said will come to pass, it will come to pass, 100% guaranteed, because every, because the Lord is a God of truth. He, he never lies. Everything he says is perfectly true, and what he says will be fulfilled. So if he says this will come to pass, like if he assures you that this will verily happen, this will happen exactly as I have said, then there's nothing you can do about it. Because if the Lord says it will verily happen as he has said, then it will happen. Then no matter how many turns anyone takes, no matter what happens, because he has said this will happen exactly as he said, and, he, and you know, he said that this will happen and that nothing could change it, then, then that's exactly what will happen. Yeah, so there's some things that, you know, God could show you or he could talk to you about. He could let you know that this is what was going to happen. And, you know, by his grace, he could change it depending 
on what you do. If you do this, God can let this happen. But there are also some things that God will tell you that will happen, like how we have a lot of written prophecy in the Bible that he has spoken of that will happen. He has said all these things that will happen in the end. He's spoken of, you know, the Antichrist. He's spoken, you know, of, of, of the rapture. He's spoken of the tribulation. He's spoken of the seals that will be broken. All these things like the Lord has said would happen. They've already, be they've already began happening. They've already started to happen. And they will happen as the Lord has said. Because, you know, what the Lord says, it will be fulfilled. Especially, as we know in the book of Revelations, that we have seen signs of it already from the beginning. I mean, already from, I mean, from the beginning of a, a few years ago. We've seen these things happen. We've seen signs, even from the beginning signs from a few years ago. Those of you that have been very close and very in tune to the Holy Spirit, the Lord would have shown you, would have confirmed to you things that have happened and would have shown you about, you know, about the seals and about the horsemen. The Lord would confirm to you the ones, you know, the seals that have been broken. He will show you what is going on. So these things that the Lord said, they, they have began and they will be fulfilled exactly as the Lord has spoken because the Lord knows the end, the very end from the beginning. He knows the detail. The Lord will tell you things and there are things that, you know, will be fulfilled. So brothers and sisters, I want you to please stay close to the Lord and always repent because one thing that I also do know is that as I spoke of earlier is that if you repent and you change your ways, you know, about your life, what's going to happen to you, that you have control over. Like about you personally, those are things that God is 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 willing to to change, and with 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 that area of your life, you have a lot of control over about your life personally, about what is going to happen to you, or about what is going to happen to let's say a certain group of people. Because individually, God has given you free will over your life to choose to go left or right, or to choose to do whatever you want. Um, because of that, individually. Um, you having, you know, the will to do whatever you want. With that, sometimes the Lord could tell you things and, you know, it's like you, you could change. The Lord could warn you about something and then you could repent and change from it. And then and then when you repent from that, He will in turn change something else that would happen. So with that, you're able to, you know, have more, let's say, control over. You're able to change because with your life, God has put you, He's given you permission to you know, he's given you free will to do whatever you want with your life. So if you, if you repent, then God will also change something, too, about your life. You know, if, 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 you, if you repent and turn from your wicked ways, then, he will, then he's going to bless you and he's going to be with you. He's going to change things. Because, you know, he's giving that free will to change your life, to either decide to go to hell or to go to heaven. That, that part is in your hands. Like, your personal life, God has put that in your hands to choose, to do what you want. So if people would come together and would accept something on, or would try to repent from something, then also let the Lord's will concerning that group of people, if they would also change from what they're about to do, then what, would, what was about to happen to them would also change. So it depends on you, the individual, how much you're willing to, 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 to change, to either go for God's word or not to go or to go against God's word. When you do these things, these things are things that will change. When you do these things, the Lord could 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 change his mind and he could spare you and you know, you could be protected and you know, something that let's say if you're about to go into darkness, if you're about to fall into the pit, 
God could lift you up because you repented. And so when you repent, you, you chose God. God could change everything. So God could show you that. But also God has a will where he knows the very end from the beginning. Where he knows whether you'll repent if he tells you to. And he knows whether you won't repent if he tells you to. So he knows whether, um, because he knows what he's going to do before the end comes. And he knows all the decisions that you will make. So he also knows whether if he tells you to repent, whether you will repent or you won't repent. Yes, he knows whether you will repent or you won't repent. And and so he could show you something that could definitely happen to you because, or that will very happen to you because he knows your end from your beginning. He knows what will happen to your life in between. And he knows what decisions you'll make. So he knows what your final destination will be. And he could tell you, this is your final destination. And he could tell you, this will surely happen. And if he says, you know, he could tell you this was going to happen. And he could tell you that. And, you know, whatever the Lord says, it will happen. The Lord could show you your end, that in the end, you know, you will be saved. He could show you, he could show you anything he wants. That in the end you'll repent. Or he could show you that um, you have to be careful or this. He could show you anything. But it depends on how he shows it to you or what he means. He could show it to you as this will verily happen because it's in his word. Or he could explain to you as if if you pray, then it could change. As he speaks in so many dreams. So many times, a lot of dreams we receive, it's because the Lord is telling you that this will, this can change. You know, this that I'm showing you, if you change, then it can change. But in some dreams, he could show you this will definitely happen. Like the earthquake he's spoken of. It will definitely happen because it's also in the Bible. Like the judgments, the tsunamis, the rapture. So many things, they will definitely happen. And with that, we can't change. So, I mean, I'm going over it over and over because I just want to make it clear. And I want to help all my brothers and sisters understand this more. Um, yes, brothers and sisters, to confirm this, I'm going to read a few scriptures to confirm um, what, what what I just said. And in this scripture, it's going to talk about um, a vision um, that Daniel had and an angel sent to explain. Yes, and in the end, after the angel explained, he told him that these things are true and that they would be fulfilled in the future, so he should keep them sealed up. Yes, I'm going to start reading from Daniel chapter 8 from verse 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise, having fierce features, who understand sinister schemes. 24. His power shall be mighty, and not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully, and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty, and also the holy place, the, uh, sorry, the holy people. I'm sorry about that. And in verse 25, it continues to say, Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human means. And the vision of the evenings and mornings which, has, which was told is true. Therefore, seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. Yes, this is where I wanted. Um, this is where I wanted. I wanted to focus on in the scripture, verse twenty-six of Daniel chapter eight. I'm going to read it again. And the vision of the evenings and mornings, 
which was told is true. Therefore seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. So this, as Daniel received, he was told by the angel that this is true, for it refers to many days in the future. It refers to a time that will come in the future that what was revealed to him would be fulfilled. And this that was given to him, it will be fulfilled because it's in the word of God. And, you know, the Lord showed him that it was going to be fulfilled to a will. So this is an example of the word of God that is spoken that will be fulfilled because here the Lord showed him that this would be fulfilled. Yes, and this is also because the Lord knew the very end from the very beginning. And he knew all that would happen right in between. He knew what he would show people and he knew what people would do, what decisions people would make and what changes people would make. So this he knew that would be, he knew this would be the outcome. So he spoke this and he showed this and as he said, this would be fulfilled. This is being fulfilled because it's in his word and what he says, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to return void. You know, as the Bible says that if something comes out of God's mouth, it will not return void. Yes, and I'm also going to read Second Chronicles um, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Yes, yeah, so this has to do with people turning from their wicked ways. If people will change what they're doing, then God will change what is about to happen to them. God would bring destruction and curses upon people and their land when they're committing abomination and not repenting. But if they choose to repent, God will bless them and heal them. But in this time, what will happen is that those that will repent and that will turn from their wicked ways, they will go home in the coming rapture. And those that will not, they will be left behind. Because there will be a great tribulation that will come and it will be for those that you know turned against the Lord or that rebelled and that did not make themselves clean and spotless brides you know for the return of our Lord Jesus you know they didn't make themselves ready so they didn't you know they were not taken up so brothers and sisters please in this time make yourselves ready if you do the Lord if if, if, you, if you do the Lord will well, well, you'll be one of those that has their names in the book of life and you know his children are not destined to his wrath and his condemnation you will not be so you'll be saved no matter what happens even if you happen to pass away before his coming you will still you know be in heaven but but if you don't turn away from your sins and your wicked ways then a great judgment will come upon you and you'll be found wanting yes so brothers and sisters what the lord has said will not you know will not return void it will be fulfilled he said that if people repent, then he'll heal them. So if you repent, then the bad thing that's about to happen to you, it will change. He'll heal you instead of, you know, having a curse put on you. But if you don't repent, then that curse will still come to you. But in this time, what's going to happen is a great division of, 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 of sheep and goats. And, you know, he's going to separate, you know, the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the weeds. And, you know, the, the wheat will be put in the barn and you know the rest of the weeds will be will be burnt in the fire so this is what the Lord has spoken of and it will happen as you've already seen it happen as some of you might already know uh, have seen in testimonies of heaven and hell those that would repent and live truly once they die they're in heaven and those that would not 
repent and those that would you know reject the Lord so many people have seen hell and brothers and sisters hell is a real place where people go if they don't turn away from their sins and their and their wicked ways so please do not go to hell because hell is so real and you'll be punished according to what kind of wicked or evil deed you committed on earth you could try to live you, you, you could try to be a hypocrite you could try to make everyone think you're doing everything right but you know God sees your heart he knows whether you're just pretending or you're truly seeking him and if you are truly seeking him he'll reward you because you know God you know he sees what you do in secret and he'll reward you that's why you know when you do things for God try not to do it to show off to people because um, you know as he teaches in his word you know Yes, as I'm about to read in Matthew um, chapter 6 from verse 1. And here the Lord is teaching us about not being hypocrites because there's no reward in being a hypocrite. As you do everything you do, know that the Lord doesn't just judge you or reward you based on your deed or your action, but it's based on the heart behind it, your motive or your intention. And whether you're doing it because you love God or you're doing it because of pride, and arrogance, or whether you're doing it because you want men to see you as a great person and to lift you high, the Lord doesn't want you to care about what man thinks of you, because the Lord told me this, that he doesn't care what people think about you, so he doesn't want you to care so much about what people think about you, he doesn't want you to become a people pleaser, because, you know, when Jesus was on earth, so many people said so much about him. But he didn't go around trying to please them because we're not meant to please man. You know, man is supposed to please God. But in these days, a lot of men want other men to please them. And we're not supposed to please other men. We're supposed to please God. Because when you please, because you, you, when you please man, you're not pleasing God. Because you have to serve only one master. You can't serve two. Because so many people said so many things about Jesus, but did Jesus change his ways just to make them happy? No, he didn't, because he knew he had to only please the Father. And the, the Lord showed me this, that, that you know, he's, he cares about us, and he wants us to only care what he thinks about us. So many people could say so much against us, but we shouldn't let that change us, because, you know, the Lord knows that, you know, so many people don't know anything. Like, like as humans, we don't know anything. So a lot of people say a lot of things based on their ignorance. A lot of people will say a lot of things based on ignorance. And if they do say things based on ignorance, don't let it affect you. Don't let it cause you to change what you're initially doing for the Lord. If someone thinks you're doing something wrong and the Lord is telling you that what you're doing is what he wants, then go ahead and do it. Because what God tells you to do will save your life. But what man tells you to do if it's not God's will, then you will be punished for it. And sometimes it could cost you your whole life because you try to please a human, someone. So please, brothers and sisters, we're not born to please man. We're not born to live after our flesh. We're not born to, to, to go ahead to, you know, to do what man wanted us to do. No, we were created in God's image to, to please God, to live after God, to, to, to go after God's heart, to, to please God in every way that we can. To follow him and, you know, not to waver or to stumble in our faith. So please, the Lord showed me this, that he doesn't want us to, to focus so much on what man wants or to focus on what man wants us to do. 
because it's not about what man wants. It's about what he wants. He wants what he cares about is that we please him, not man. He doesn't. He, he showed me that man could 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 say things or do evil things against us, but the most important thing that the Lord wants to do is to focus on him because if he's with us no one can be against us because the bible says if god is for you then who can be against you and in fact no weapon formed against you shall prosper so people can be as 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 you know as hateful to you or can reject you as much as they want but you know as they did to jesus just knew that they did the same to jesus but did it cause jesus to change in his ways no it didn't the disciples too they wanted to kill them but did it cause them to renounce jesus no and that's what the Lord wants us to be. So many people are being killed and being persecuted because they're refusing to reject Jesus. And, you know, do they let what people say about them, I'm going to murder you if you don't reject Jesus. Do they let it change your faith? No. That's what the Lord wants you to be. The Lord doesn't want you to care or even to be moved by what men say against you, especially when you're pleasing God. What He wants you to do is to pray for them and to forgive them and to not hold any bitterness. He doesn't want you to sin because of man. But he doesn't want what man do to cause you to fall or to stumble or to, to go against God because man is telling you to. Because when you do that, you're serving man and you're serving, when you're serving someone else's idolatry and the Lord hates that. Because going against God is a great sin. It's a great abomination. It's disobedience. And it's rebelling against God. And it's witchcraft. It says, for rebellion, it says in the Bible, in First Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. So when you're stubborn, meaning when the Lord tells you to go somewhere or to do something, and because of stubbornness, you don't do it. You, you, you choose your own way. You're, the Lord keeps warning you, don't do this. But you're so deeply rooted and unbending in your own personal game or personal will. You're so stubborn or unbending in your will that you don't want to do what God wants. The Bible says that it's idolatry. So if you're stubborn in terms of, let's say, if you're stubborn in your way, let's say you want to do what you want, you don't want to do what God wants, then it means you're idolizing something. You could be idolizing yourself, or you could be idolizing um, maybe someone else. Whatever it is that you're, let's say, worshiping because you don't want to change from it, when you're being stubborn, it's like you're idolizing whatever it is. So if you want to do something, if you want to do something, and the Lord tells you, don't do it, but instead... You, you, you disobey the Lord and rebel against Him. The Lord says it's idolatry because you're idolizing, you're worshiping whatever it is that you don't want to change from, that the Lord keeps telling you change from this, but in your heart you don't want to change from that, and you, you are stubborn. When you do that, you're, you're idolizing, and it's idolatry, and idolatry is a great sin because you know, it talks about in the commandment that you should have no other God besides Him. You, you, you should only love the Lord. You, know, you should love Him above everything else. And if you love something else more than him, then it means you're idolizing that thing. You're worshiping that thing. And when you idolize something else, you get a, like you will get a great punishment. When you worship anything else besides God, when you worship anything else besides our Lord God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when you worship anything else besides him, then you are in great punishment. You are going to have great torture. So please, brothers and sisters, do all you can not to be stubborn and not to be rebellious. Because rebellion is like witchcraft. And when you commit these sins, it, it, it allows so many demons to come into you. It allows so much evil. As a sister in Christ once told me that 
when 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 you're stubborn or when you're rebellious, when you rebel against the Lord, it will open the door and it will freely cause unclean spirits to enter you. Spirit, because when you commit certain sins, when you go against God and go after maybe the lust of your eyes or the lust of the flesh, when you disobey, then it's like you give demons permission. You allow them. You give them the rights to come and dwell in you and to come and to torment your life. So please, Live by the Word of God. Make sure that you understand the Word of God. Read the Bible day and night. Seek the Lord. And let the Lord give you deep revelation and deep understanding of His Word. Because in this time, you need to understand the Word of God. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know it inside out. You need to understand what it's about. And and you you need to have a deep revelation. You need to have the Word of God inside of you. Because in this this day, there's so much that happens. There's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. There's a lot of things that you you will be experiencing, and you need discernment. You need to discern whether those things are things that are of God or things that are not of God. And the Word of God, you know, it's it's a discern of spirits. It's able to split light and dark. It's able to show you. And you know, Jesus is the Word. And when you believe, He lives in you. And when your relationship with Him is so deep, He will show you. He will clearly show you, but if your relationship with Him right now is not that deep, and you're stone, then you need to get to know the Word of God. You need to read this Bible and study the Word. And when your relationship gets deeper with Him, Jesus will begin to give you deeper revelation of the Word, and through that, your discernment will increase. Your discernment will give you will give you much, much, much greater wisdom. He will give you great, great wisdom. He will uncover the Bible to you because as when as you read the Bible, there's a deeper revelation that the Lord wants us to receive as we're reading the Bible. You know, as it says in his word that, you know, call unto me and I'll share great things that you do not know. You know, Jeremiah thirty three three. And when you read the Bible and you apply the word of God, these great things that the Lord has spoken of would be fulfilled and you become like the great prophet and you know, because the spirit in you will, will will rise, and whatever gifting or blessing or anointing that the Lord wants you to receive, you receive, and and He will use you like how He used His prophets of old, like how He used His disciples. He could even use you more because the Bible says that you know what Jesus did, greater things will we do. He's going to do greater things through us, since you know we're we're this last generation. It's about to pour out His spirit, like because this is the end. This is the end. This is like the end of ends. This is the end. End of ends. This is literally, yes, the end time. And God's about to do something very, very great. And the Lord wants you all to be ready for this. He wants you to be equipped. And, you know, you need to be equipped with the Word of God, with the knowledge of God, with the wisdom. And, you know, he, the Lord doesn't want you to just read the Bible. He wants you to apply the Bible. He wants you to apply the Word of God. He wants the Word of God to be fulfilled inside of you. What you read and what what you learn he wants it to be a part of you. He wants his light to be dwelling inside of you. So don't just read the word. Let the word be inside of you. Reflect the word. Let people see the word in you. Be changed and become that bride that Jesus wants you to be. Because the true bride of Christ has the living word living inside of her. And that's what the Lord wants. The Lord wants his word to be living inside of us. He doesn't want us to be apart from his word but he wants us to be united with his word he wants his word to be one with us yes brothers and sisters you will need the word of god in this time because in this time things are going to change like we're going to see different things things that we haven't expected very very different things will happen 
brings out we're going to find ourselves in, in circumstances that we haven't experienced before. Like as I was speaking of, I did see like an earthquake earlier when we were praying. I saw an earthquake, and it's it's coming. It's getting ready to happen. The earthquake, it's coming. It's getting it's getting close to happen, and you need to be ready. You need to be ready because these things are signs of the end. And once they start, they're going to cause other things to kick in. As I heard, I heard this from an, I heard this from a brother, and he he was letting me know that as one of these things happen, as They'll, they'll keep kicking in. Like the next thing will happen. It's like a domino effect. They keep effect. They keep you know of causing. If something if an earthquake happens, it triggers the next major calamity and the next major event and the next major change or worldwide or worldwide event. It keeps it's like it's like a chain effect. It's like it, it just keeps connecting, connecting, connecting. Keeps happening and then rapture and then tribulation and then everything happens like that. And then you know, Millennium Kingdom. Everything just keeps happening. It's like it keeps the next thing keeps happening. So, brethren and sisters, please now's the time for you to get the word of God in you because once these things begin, you won't have enough time. You won't have all that time to be ready. You won't have as much time as you think you have to prepare because it takes time. It takes quality time with the Lord to build a deep relationship with Him. You know, you need that time to build a relationship with Him. And when time's up, where are you going to get time to build a relationship with him? When time's up, time is absolutely over. You won't be able to build a deep, quality relationship with him. So please, brothers and sisters, use this time to build that relationship with him. Because, brothers and sisters, I assure you, his coming, it is so close. It is so soon. It is so soon. It is so close, brothers and sisters. I'm going to go ahead and read... Um, Matthew chapter 6 from verse 1 it says take heed that you do you do um I'm going to read again I'm sorry I'm going to go over that um it says take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven yes as you live your life Make sure that you don't do, let's say, things that, beautiful things, let's say you don't, as you're showing love and helping people, don't do it purposely in front of people. I mean, if you're doing it and maybe you didn't know and maybe somehow someone happens to see it, um, you know, or they had to see it or somehow they saw it and, you know, they saw it, but in your heart you were not doing it because you wanted them to see it. So as you live your life, don't live your life because of man, but live, do it because of God. And let's say if you're doing it because of God and someone sees you, you know, that's fine because you are not doing it because of them. You are doing it because of God, but somehow out of your control, they found out. That is, you know, out of your control. You you didn't call them to come to see what you were doing. You were just doing it and somehow they found out. So that, it's you're just doing it, you know, for, for the Lord. And then somehow someone finds out and then they see it. So that is that um, that you I mean you'll still get your reward because you're not doing it for someone you're doing it for God but someone happened to see you and it wasn't what you planned but it was what happened out of your control so that's different but here it says that you know it says that you do not you know do charitable deeds before men to be seen by them so it's like you don't do it because you want them to see you 
when you do that, you're not getting any reward. So as you're doing something, don't do it because of man. Because here it clearly states that you don't do it to be seen. So it means the reason why you're doing that good thing is because you want people to see that you're doing something good. No, that's not what Jesus wants. Because when you do that, you will not be rewarded by the Lord in heaven. That's what the Lord wants. As you do anything you do, you're doing a good deed, helping someone. Please don't do it because you want men to think you're good. No, please. Do it because the Holy Spirit is leading you. And if someone happens to see it, you know, that was out of your control. They saw it. and But you'll still get your blessing. But if you do it purposely, it's, if the the whole motive or the whole reason you're doing it is to make someone think you're a good person or is to do it to please them or to get merit from them, then when you do it, when you do things like that, then when you do things like that, the Lord says you're not going to get any reward. So please, as you live your life, please make sure that you you everything you do, you, you you don't do it, you know, to show it to man, but you do it in secret for God. And then God that sees you in secret, He's going to reward you because you know you're doing it for Him. You're not doing it for man because if you're doing it for a human being, then you're not doing it for God. So then. Why will you get a reward from the Lord? Because you're not doing it for God. So God can't reward you because you're not doing it to please him. You're doing it to please someone. It's like you're serving man. It's like your master is that man you're trying to please. So if you're trying to please someone, your reward should come from that man. It shouldn't come from God because because if you serve God, God will reward you because you're serving him. If you serve Satan, you get what you get what you get from Satan. You get the punishment, the pain and the torment. You get the consequence. That's your reward for serving Satan. When you serve man, you get whatever you get. You still get the punishment because because man can't give you any blessing or any great thing. Whatever thing it is that you get from man, it's nothing compared to what God can give you. A true blessing is only from God. What man gives you is just temporary. What man gives you is just for a while. It can't compare to anything that you can get from God. So, brothers and sisters, as you live your life, please make sure that everything you do, it's not because of man, but it's because of God. Because if you do it because of man, then you then you already got your reward because you're doing it to please that man. And you you'll probably get whatever merit from that man because he sees what you're doing. So if you've got your reward from that man, you can't desire to get any more reward from God because you didn't do it for God. So why would you expect a reward from God? Because you're not doing it for God. Because you're doing it to please man. So in all that you do, please do it to please God. Don't do it to please man. Do it to please God. Because if you do it to please man, you will regret it. Because whatever man gives you, it can't compare to anything that God could give you. If you work in a place or in a, if you work, whatever you do um, in an office or in an organization, wherever you work, don't do all you can to focus so much on pleasing humans. Just do, make sure that you're doing it because God wants you to and then you're pleasing God. And then that's it. Just please God, don't please anyone. That's completely it. Because when you please Man, you will regret it because man can help you the way God can help you. Man cannot give you anything because man does not have his own strength. Man is not self-dependent. Man always depends on someone. And his brothers and sisters, please do all you can to please God because it says, 
Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Yes, because you're doing it to please man. So, if you're doing it for man, man should be the one to reward you. It should not be God because you're trying to please man. So, if you do anything to please man, don't expect a reward from God because you're not doing it for God. The things you do for God, those are the things that you get rewards because you're doing it for God. So, you will get a reward from God. But if you do anything for man, just know that all you'll get will be whatever thing that it is that man gives you and that you're sinning and that you have to repent because you're not supposed to please man you're not supposed to you know you know you're not supposed to worship anyone you're not supposed to you know please anyone except god the moment you begin to please any other thing besides god it's sinful and you have to turn away from that immediately so if you used to do that please do all you can to turn away from that because it is really displeasing to the lord brothers and sisters Yes, yeah, so brothers and sisters, do all you can to please man. I mean, sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. That was a slip of tongue. Please, I'm so sorry. Please excuse me for that. Never, never, never do anything to please man. Absolutely never please man. But always please God. Do all you can to make sure that you will always please God. Never man. I mean, if the Lord wants you to do something that the man also wants, then do it because... You know, it's what the Lord wants. But if man wants you to do something that you know is against God, then don't do it. You know, if man tells you to pray, if someone wants you to pray, then it's because, you know, the Holy Spirit in that person or the Lord leading that person to tell you to pray. So still do it because it's you're pleasing God. In everything that man tells you to do or in all that you feel led to do, make sure that it's pleasing God and not pleasing man. Please, it's very important. Please God, not man. I'm, I'm very sorry for that slip of tongue previously for for making that mistake. I'm very sorry. Please forgive me for that, everyone. Never please man. Never, absolutely ever please man. Always please God. Make sure that God is your priority and you do all you can to please God, not man. Never please man. And I'm going to go ahead to... Um, I want to pray shortly. And then right after I pray, I'll go ahead and share a dream that, that I received about the Lord concerning the end time. And then I'll continue to share the... the I'll continue to share... Um, the word of God, but um, I want all of us to pray right now. I want all of us to pray and ask the Lord to help us to please only Him and to always be persistent and always to fight till the very end. And you know, to be and for us to be equipped supernaturally with His strength, with His presence, with His power, and with His glory. So I want us to pray concerning that shortly, and then after I'll share a dream that I had. So let's repent, let's put the form of God on. And let's just go into prayer asking the Lord to give us supernatural strength, to strengthen us and to encourage us and to help us to always please him and to, to always, you know, be unbending in his will, that we always stay in him and we don't change our minds. Like today we please God and then tomorrow we want to please ourselves. No, we always want to please God and we don't change because this is the time that we have to stick to pleasing God for all eternity this is a time that we have to choose because in this time a great division is going on between the sheep and the goats. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, we repent of all of our sins, O oh God. Lord, I pray that you cover all of us with the arm of God. Jesus, cover us with the arm of God. Holy Spirit, cover us with the arm of God. Father, we repent of all of our sins, God. Cleanse us, cleanse us, God. Wash us, wash us, wash us with your blood, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, wash us with your blood. Father, wash us with your blood, O oh Lord. We repent of everything we've said and done that we should not have. Father, we repent of all of our iniquities, O oh Lord. 
Lord, I pray that you cleanse all of us, you cleanse all of us of all that is within us and that is not of you. Father, wash all of us with your holy blood in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you would also destroy the works of Satan against any one of my brothers and sisters. Father, help us to please you and not to please man. I pray that whatever Satan is planning against us, you would break and destroy. I come against every work of Satan with the blood of Jesus. I come against every work of Baal, every work of witchcraft and divination. I renounce every curse. I renounce every work of Satan. I rebuke every chain. I rebuke every work of darkness, every work of witchcraft against anyone that is listening. I break it right now with the blood of Jesus Christ. I command every demon to let every single child of God go right now. In the name of Jesus, I release the anointing to break every chain, to break every yoke, to break every curse. I cancel and I scatter. I scatter all the works of Satan. I break them down. I consume them with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, it says, for indeed our Lord is a fire consumption. Oh God, consume them with your fire, Father. Burn and destroy the works of Satan against all my brothers and sisters who are listening. Oh God, pour out strength, oh Lord. Pour out strength, oh Lord. Oh, pour out your grace and your mercy and your supernatural strength upon all of us, Father God. Help us always overcome all that we need to overcome, God. Let us not be weak, but to always be strong. Oh, Jesus, let us always be strong in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, let us be strong. Holy Spirit, let us be strong. Holy Spirit, let us be strong. Lord God, let us be made strong in Jesus' name. God, fill us with your spirit. God, fill us with your presence. God, fill us with your anointing. God, fill us with your truth. God, fill us with your word. Oh, Father God, help us to always be persistent. Help us to always press in. Father, help us always follow after you and to do your will. Father, help us not to please ourselves. O Lord, break the works of Satan. Break the works of the enemy. Consume them by your fire, by your power. O burn down every work of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Burn down every work of Satan. In the name of Jesus, I come against every work of the enemy with the blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray that you release supernatural strength upon all of us to be able to overcome the enemy. O Father God, bless us and strengthen us and help us to always... Be equipped, equip us, oh God. Equip us, Lord Jesus, with all that you know that we need in this time. Oh Father, let us be made supernaturally equipped. Father, equip us, equip us, equip us, oh God. Strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us. Pour your spirit into our hearts. Father God, pour your strength into us. Fill us with your presence, oh God. Fill us with your glory, oh God. Father, bless us with supernatural wisdom. Bless us with supernatural knowledge. Father, in this day, I pray that you'd be with us, that you would lead us, and that God, you would guide us. Oh Father, Lord. I pray that, Father God, you'd open doors, Father God, where we need doors to be opened. That if there's any way that we're, stem- we're stumbling, that your great strength would rest upon us. Oh God, let us be made strong. Oh Holy Spirit, let us be made strong. Oh Lord, let us not be weak. Let us not falter. Let us not fall. Let us not be made corrupt. Father, let us not be sinful. Let us not be overcome by the wicked one, but let us be made strong. Oh Jesus, I pray that you'd strengthen all of us. Strengthen us. Holy Spirit, strengthen us. Jesus, strengthen us. God, strengthen us. God, strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Release more of your grace. Release more of your presence, release more of your love and more of your truth, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. O Father God, we need more and more of you in us, Father God. We call upon you to fill us with more and more and more of you, O Lord. Father God, I thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing, that you are a great, good, good God and that you are coming soon. Father, I pray that you'd heal all those that need to be healed, that you'd provide for all those that need provision, that God, all that your children need, that you would be that for them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, that in this great end time, that as you're about to pour out your spirit, I pray that you'd make your people ready in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, I release your anointing to go into every home, to go into every ear, oh Lord, every single person that is listening, I release your anointing. 
anointing. I release your anointing, oh God. I release your fire. Rain down, rain down, rain down, oh God, upon them right now. Rain down, rain down, rain down, oh Jesus, upon them. Oh Father, release your anointing to break every yoke, to break every curse, to break the powers of Satan that is over them. I reverse every work of Satan in their lives. I command the works of Satan to be broken now under the anointing and under the power of Jesus Christ. God, break the works of Satan in their life, Father. Set them free, O Lord. Open their eyes and let them see. Let them see truth. Let them see, Father. Let them see, Lord, what they need to know. Oh, let them understand what they need to understand, Father. Give them ears to hear. Oh, God, lead them to you. Oh, God, bring them to you, O Lord. Lord, bring them to you, God. Let them not fall, Father. Please keep your people, Father. Please keep your people. Keep your people. Father, please don't let your people stray away from you, Father. Do not let them stray. Do not let them stray away from you, Lord. Do not let them stray. But, Father God, let them, Father God, be found by your grace and by your love. And let them remain in you because the time is short, Lord. You are coming so soon. Make your people ready. Let all of us be made strong. Let all of us be made strong. Let all of us be made strong. Let all of us be made strong to overcome, Father, the time for us to be strengthen us now by your grace and by your love. Oh, fill us with your spirit like we have never experienced before. Rain down your presence like we have never experienced before. Oh, Father God, rain down your anointing like we have never known before. Oh, Father, fill us up, oh Jesus, fill us up. Fill us up, oh God, fill us up, fill us up, fill us up, fill us up, oh Lord. Lord, fill us up, fill us up, fill us up in Jesus' holy name. Fill us up, fill us up, oh God. And God, make us ready. Make us ready, Father. Make us ready with all of our heart given to you, with all of our soul surrendered to you, with all of our mind, Father God, dedicated and devoted to you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Oh, Lord, there is none like you. Oh, God, we bless you. We worship. We worship your holy name. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Oh, Father, all glory, all honor, and all blessing. Father God, it all belongs to you, our Lord, our God, our great and mighty Savior. All the blessings and all the glory, God, it all belongs to you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I bless, I bless your name. I praise, I praise, I glorify, I glorify you, O God. O God, I thank you, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit. Let your light arise in us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanksgiving, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, brothers and sisters, as I was praying, the Lord is letting me know that He wants His people to be in fire. He wants His children to be strong in Him. You know, now is the time to be strong because the evil one, you know, He's preparing. He's ready. He's He's getting also stronger. He's He's preparing. I, as I was praying, I saw that um, I saw this very very wicked man, and he had weapons and everything ready. And I know the Lord is showing me that the evil ones they're preparing. You know, they're preparing, they're getting ready, they're they're doing everything. You know, in this time they're very devoted, they're they're doing everything, they're fighting, they're not being lazy, they're not, you know, sleeping around, they're working, they're at work. The evil one is at work. But, you know, God's people are are not as work as they should. They're not as work as they should. Some of them are being lazy. Some of them are doubting. Some of them are being afraid. Some of them are folk, folk running after the world or running after, you know, worldly, you know, like riches or running after women or running after their flesh or running after so many unclean things. 
And this is the time that the Lord is calling us to be ready because something great is coming. Something great is coming, and you don't even know if you're going to survive. Because with these great judgments and earthquakes that are coming, the thing is, you don't even know, unless the Lord has told you that you will survive, you know, unless the Lord has told you that you're still going to be alive after all these things because He wants to use you for something. So many people don't even know where they're headed. They don't even know what's going to happen to them. So this is the time that the Lord wants us to rise up, and He wants us to go in to fish, to fish and to bring home the lost. Because His Spirit is with us to strengthen us. And His Spirit is able to make us strong where we're weak. His Spirit is able to complete us. Because you know, we're not perfect in ourselves. We can't do anything. We're nothing. But when the Spirit of God comes upon us, it's able to make what, you know, what we don't have. It's able to make it manifest in us. So when the Spirit of God comes, what we, what we need, that we require, that we, we don't have, that we lack, God will provide. He will provide. So God wants us to go out and to bring in the lost. He wants us to evangelize. He wants us to spread His word. He wants His people to work and to be on fire and not to be lazy and not to be sleeping around. He wants His people to be at work. It's time to work right now. God is calling us to work. This is the time that we need to be working. We need to work every every time, every moment that we have is precious. Work. If you're, you you can be praying for the lost. That's also great work because those prayers go a long way to save so many people's lives because so many people are saved because of so many people's prayers. So many, Some of you are saved in your families because your, your grandparents prayed for you or your parents prayed for you or your brothers and sisters prayed for you and God answered. So some of you, your salvation is as a result that people prayed and the Lord heard and answered. So when we pray, the Lord will hear and he'll answer. So, brothers and sisters, prayer is very important and it's very powerful. And this time, pray. Pray, pray, and it changes so much. Or you could just worship the Lord. You could also worship. Worship, worship Him in terms of, I'm, I mean, you know, see, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian worshiping. But what I mean by worship is, you know, praising Him, singing to Him. You know, spend all the time you have, you know, doing something that will give glory to God. Do, doing something that you know in your heart of hearts that the Lord wants you to do. You could worship instead. You could spend a lot of time just worshiping, worshiping. And when you worship, the Lord will clean you. And when the Lord cleanses you, you know, the sin that is in you will leave you. Like a lot of darkness in you will come out of you. And a lot of heaviness will be lifted off of you. And you will begin to see clearly. And when you worship God and get so close to Him, you will begin to hear Him crystal clear. And you will begin to actually hear what the Lord wants you to do clearly. You will know what the Lord wants you to do. If the Lord wants you to do something, if He wants you to go somewhere, you'll know. And you'll begin to understand. You will know that this is what the Lord wants me to do. So I'm going to do this. So when you worship the Lord, it draws you close to Him. And when you get closer to Him, you're able to hear Him. And once you hear Him and know what He wants you to do, because you've worshipped Him so much, His Spirit has filled you up. Because worshiping God is a way to get filled with the Spirit. Once you get filled with the Spirit and you know what He wants, you're enabled and you're more willing to do what the Lord wants you to do. So worshiping is important. Because when you worship, you'll in turn obey the Lord. And you'll in turn, you know, because you will know the heart of the Lord. And you know the heart of the Lord is to go out to evangelize. When you worship the Lord a lot, you will, you will evangelize. Because a mark of someone that really worships the Lord and seeks the Lord a lot is that you will know that they, they do all they can to help other people get saved. Because when you worship the Lord, the Lord will tell you, He'll show you that He wants you to help people get saved. He'll, he'll, let, you know, he'll let you know that that's His heart and that's His burden. And just as you worship Him, He wants others to worship Him like that and even more. And He doesn't want them to go into hell. So the Lord will show you. So worshiping is, is very, very important too. Or you could go out and directly evangelize or spread God's word somehow. 
And, you know, there's different ways to spread God's word. Um, there's so many different ways. As I watched a video, of, um, a certain video of the testimony of heaven, there's different ways. And God will reward everyone differently, you know, depending on the way or which method they use to reach out to people. You could reach out to people on the Internet. You could um, you could reach out to people on the Internet through the media. Or you could reach out to people, I don't know, um, you could use your phone, you could call them and, you know, get through to them. You could also reach out to people through the books you write. If you're a book writer, um, you could write You could write books and you could reach out to people through that. Because many times I've heard of many people who the Lord has led to write books. And they reach out to and, and the books touched people's hearts and they brought people to the Lord. Or... You could be a you could sing if you've been called as a worshiper by the Lord. If the Lord has anointed your voice to sing and to sing to touch people, then sing because you could sing and many people could come to the Lord. If the Lord has touched you, um, giving the voice to sing, then sing at church because sometimes just something that you do could affect someone in a way that you, you have no idea of. Because if you've been called to be a sing, if you've been called as a worship singer or as a worshiper by the Lord, don't be shy, don't be afraid. You know, it's just fear, it's just insecurity that Satan is attacking you. Get rid of that demon and fight for it. So also pray against insecurity because insecurity is something that, or, you know, fear is something that really inhibits God's people from shining and rising up. It's, for some people, it, it goes, it's so heavy and it's so thick and for some people they could Fear and all those things that cause suicide, it, it, like it depresses people. So we're going to pray against depression and the spirit of suicide and you know insecurity and fear. And I feel led to pray that right now because so many people all over the world are struggling with this because these demons are attacking them, you know, with full force. Because this is the time that God wants to set everyone free. We know as this is a you know this is a year of jubilee. So let's pray, brothers and sisters. Our Lord God Almighty, we humbly come before your holy throne of grace. Father God, we come before you. Father, I pray that right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that you deliver all of your children from the spirit of fear, from the spirit of suicide, from the spirit of depression. Oh, Father God, you deliver them, oh Lord, from the spirit, Lord, of insecurity. I rebuke it out of the lives of all Christians, all my brothers and sisters, Father God, even those that are not Christians. Lord, I pray that you would tear it out of them. You would consume it by your fire. God, I pray that right now that you'd rain down your holy fire from heaven to burn out every spirit of suicide, to burn out every spirit of depression, every spirit of Lord inferiority or Lord Jesus or insecurity or fear. Father, you would burn, you would consume, you would consume, you would burn it out of your people right now in Jesus' name. I pray that, Lord, you, I bind and I cast every chain of depression, of fear, of oppression, Father God, of, of any sin, of fear, Lord Jesus, or of guilt. I pray that you deliver people or confusion. I bind and I cast it out of them into the pits of hell in Jesus' name. I pray that you let them feel your peace and that you let them know that you are that, that they are loved by you, O oh God. I pray that the works of Satan against your children, the God you will destroy, that Holy Spirit you will destroy, that Holy Spirit you will consume them by your fire in the name of Jesus. Father, break the works of Satan against your people. Consume the works of Satan against your people. Holy Spirit, consume the works of the devil against your people. Father God, break them. Oh, Father God, you are the Lion of Judah. Father, rise in the midst of your people. Set and deliver your captives. Oh, Father God, all your children are in captivity. Father God, deliver them. Break the chains. Break the yokes right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh, Lord, I send your spirit, oh, Father. I ask you to release, Lord Jesus. Father God, a hundred thousand warrior angels right now into the whole world. Father, to deliver 
every single person that is struggling with suicide, Father, someone that is about to commit suicide. Father God, people that are drunk, people that are confused, people that are being oppressed by witchcraft and divination, people that are smoking. I commit the whole world to you and the Father God, you would answer this prayer. We pray, the Father God, all those that are under depression, all those that are about to commit suicide, all those that are confused, Father, all those that don't know you, that Lord, you would save them. Lord, you would have mercy. You will save, you would save, you would save, you would break the powers of Satan. You would break the yokes of Satan. You would destroy the powers of Jezebel, of bell of hopelessness. I break it right now in the mighty name of Jesus because God it is your power that is breaking. Oh Lord it is all you because it is all you that has all that power. Oh Father God I pray that you pour out your spirit and burn the works of Satan and all the world right now. Deliver people from suicide. Do not let your people commit suicide. Do not let your people Father God feel inferior. Father do not let your people be oppressed be oppressed by sin and witchcraft and divination and fear and the curses of Satan. I break it off of your people right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, because, Father, you created them in your image to be set free, Father God. Father, I pray that you release your spirit, Lord, of freedom and restoration. Oh, Father God, of freedom and your new life upon them. I pray that you break the works of Satan in the lives of all of your children, God. Set and deliver your children, Father God, from all witchcraft, from all works of Satan, from, from all rebellion and from all stubbornness. Oh, Father God, do not let your people commit suicide. Help your people. Father, strengthen your people. Bless your people. Strengthen them, Father God. Oh, fill all of your children with more and more of your holy fire. Fill your children with more and more of your Holy Spirit, God. Fill them with more and more of your presence, God. Fill them with more and more of your anointing, God. Fill them with more and more of your love, God. Fill them with more and more of your truth, O oh Lord Jesus. Be with your people. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage your people, O oh God. Encourage them. Be with them, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. As as we're praying right now, I just felt so strong. The Holy Spirit is letting me know that that He wants us to show love. It's very important that we show love to our brothers and sisters because it is it is you know it is through love that will will cause a lot of people you know to come to the Lord, and He doesn't want us to be disrespectful or to make anyone feel bad, because as a Christian, when because even some Christians could make people feel bad. And sometimes when people feel bad, it, it allows demons to torment them because then they begin to look down on themselves. They begin to become afraid. They begin to be depressed because a lot of things that sometimes people feel, sometimes it's because of demons. But, you know, but sometimes it's also because people will allow the demons to, you know, to bring them down. And sometimes people add to that. Other people, it could be family members that could, or it could be friends that could say negative things about people. So in your life, please, that's what the Bible teaches. Never say anything negative about anyone. You know, always be positive. No matter how they look, no matter where they come from, no matter what shape they have, no matter what size they are, no matter what they have or don't have, please know that everyone is made as we're made in the image of God. And you know, we're called to be a family and we're called to love. Because I was thinking the Holy Spirit telling me that he doesn't want people to be disrespectful or, you know, to look down on people because he hates that. Because who are you to look down on someone? Because, I mean, what who do you really think you are to be looking down on someone? Because we are really all nothing. As we are, we should all be humble and always lift everyone up. The Bible says that, you know, you should always esteem other people you know, higher than you. As you live your life, don't always think you're on top of everyone or you're better than everyone. No, in fact, think other people are better than you. You should, you should be meek and humble. You should esteem others higher than you. You shouldn't always put yourself on a high pedestal thinking you're better than everyone because when you do that, you're going down. You're going down, down, down because that's what happened to Lucifer. He lifted himself up and he got casted down. Pride will cause you to definitely fall. So please, don't ever, ever 
look down on anyone or make anyone feel bad. If anything, you know, I, I encourage someone, even look them, look up to, even make them feel good. You know, encourage them. You know, you know, look them up. Um, what I mean is this. Um, let me give you the exact scripture. I'm going to read um, Philippians two three. It says, "Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each other esteem other better than themselves." Yes, don't do anything out of strife or out of wanting your own way, or out of or out of wanting to lift yourself up, or out of you know a struggle or fighting. No, 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 no. Out of everything you do, just you know, do it out of humility and out of meekness and esteem other people, you know, higher than yourself. When you do this, you'll be truly reflecting the love of our Lord. You'll be truly um, reflecting and showing people the love of Jesus. Because what did Jesus do? He, you know, he, he washed, you know, his disciples' feet. And, you know, he's God of all, but he washed, you know, his disciples' feet. That's, that was what he did. And, you know, that is what he expects us to do. As a Christian, God wants you to, you know, to, to look, you know, he wants you to look at other people better than, he wants you to be a servant to people. He wants you to help people, to lift them up. He doesn't want you to always want to be served or always want to be looked up to or always want to be worshipped. The Lord hates that. No. He wants you to be a servant of men. He wants you to help men. He wants you to to lift them up, to elevate them, to show them your love because I could feel that he's very unhappy because a lot of people, you know, do things their way and they do things because they want to please themselves. And, you know, we shouldn't live wanting to please ourselves. We should live because, you know, we want to do what God wants. Because we want to please God, not ourselves. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and read in um, John 13 from verse 1 to 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took of his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Verse 7, Verse seven. Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then the Lord, Simon Peter, Oh, I'm sorry, verse 9, Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. 
When he had finished washing their feet, he put on clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Yeah, so here as we just read, um, Jesus, so he said that now that I have washed your feet, you also wash another feet. And he did it to show them, you know, leadership by example. You know, he, he, he did all these things. And, you know, he washed their feet, and he wants them to repeat because, you know, he said it. But, you know, he, he taught them so many things by saying it. But Jesus didn't just talk. He, was, he manifested the power, and he, he, he lived by example. He would do things, and he would tell his disciples to follow. So he washed their feet to show them, you know, love and to show them his humility. And he told them to do the exact same. He told them to do the exact same. And, you know, that's how it is for us as Christians you know, the Lord wants us, you know, for all those that are saved, the Lord wants us to, you know, to lead the world to Him. He wants to use us to lead, you know, everyone to Him, everyone that is, you know, everyone that can be saved, everyone. He wants us to leave as many souls as possible to Him. Yes, brothers and sisters, as we see in the scripture in John 13, from verse 1 to 7, from, from verse 1 to 7, it, you know, Jesus did all this, you know, as I read, he, he, he did, you know, he, he washed his disciples' feet, and he washed it, and he, he showed them. Yes, brothers and sisters, as I just read in John, you know, Jesus, you know, he's, he's the one that, you know, he's, he's God in the flesh, and he represents all that is true, and all that is our Lord God, and he wants us, you know, to live a life where we show, we represent him, but it's not just of words. We don't just talk. We don't just say things and don't mean them. But every single word that we do speak, where we actually live and represent it, we're actually willing to. We're um, we're actually willing to live an exemplary life. We're actually able to, you know, show an example, and we and we actually live it. It's a part of us. That's what the Lord wants. The Lord doesn't want us to just talk. He wants us to also show people. He wants us to. You know, like what he did was a leadership by, by an example, and he leads, but he also showed an exemplary life. His life was not contrary to what he was speaking, but that's what you find a lot today, where a lot of um, a lot of Christians would live a life, but they would not say, you know, what they say is different from what they practice or what they live. They, they, you know, they would live different from what they would preach. And the Lord hates them. The Lord calls it hypocrisy. And when people do that, they don't get any reward for that. They don't get blessed. And you know, Satan doesn't even go around really. I heard in a testimony, he doesn't really attack the hypocrites because they're 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 not even saved to begin with. They're they're just pretending to be saved because you know it's people that have rejected the true power that can transform them. But they're just pretending, you know, they're putting on a, a godly form. They're doing everything just to, sh you know, that would seem like, oh, the true Christian, but they're doing it for a whole different purpose. They're not doing it to please God, because the only you can get that true power is if you're seeking God truly with your heart. That's when that power of God will come and dwell in you. 
but the hypocrites don't do it truly to please God. So that true power of God does not rest and reside in them. So brothers and sisters, I beg you, please, as you live, you know, as you're living, make sure that um, you live a life that is exemplary, that, you know, would represent, that you replicate what you say. You know, if you say something, you show it by actually living it, by actually acting it. You don't say and then, you know, you don't say something and then you live a completely different life and then, you know, that's hypocrisy and the Lord's against that. So, you know, Jesus, he washed the disciples' feet and he washed their feet and he did it to show them that as he has done, he wants them to do the same thing. As he has shown them, he wants them to do the same thing. This is in John 13 from verse 1 to 17. As he, you know, did that, as he washed their feet, um, he wants them to do the same thing. So that's very important. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read um, verse 14 again. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. So now that he has, you know, he's shown us his humility by humbling himself and washing our feet, we should also show our humility and humble ourselves and literally serve our brothers and sisters because, you know, washing someone's feet is almost like being being humble, very low, and, you know, serving them. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be humble and to be willing to serve anyone as long as, you know, is led by God. Like, he wants us to be willing to serve anyone as long as we're doing what is led by the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants. He wants us to be willing to put ourselves aside and to esteem others higher and to wash their feet. That's why he, he did this, to show them that what he preaches, he practices, and he wants us to also practice too. So, brothers and sisters, lift the word of God. Let the word of God be seen in you. Let the word of God manifest in you. When people see the way you live, let them remember the word of God. Let them remember Jesus. When they see you, don't let them go against you. Don't let them be upset. Don't let them go get into arguments or fight with you because you're doing what you're, you're, you're not preaching or you're preaching something and you're doing something completely different. So please learn to be humble and learn to live others up and never say negative things about people because you're no one to, you know, to go around, let's say, saying bad things about people. You can't do that. Because you, sh you should always find, you know, good, positive, encouraging things to say about people. I mean, you should correct people and you should tell them the truth. Um, if someone asks you something, if someone is doing something wrong, you tell them it's wrong. If someone is doing something bad, you tell them it's bad. If someone is doing something good, you tell them it's good. You should correct them in that sense. You should correct them. But what I mean is telling them very bad, discouraging things that would cause them to be depressed and that would, you know, cause them, you know, to be very insecure and sometimes it would cause some people to commit suicide by, let's say, telling them how they how they look. You tell them, well, maybe their 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 head is too big or they're too fat, or um, you just keep telling them, you know, things that are just very very discouraging. Um, you know, always be encouraging for them. If something is wrong, you could tell them, but tell them in a nice way, or 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 very discouraging things like, oh, you're you're not smart, you're not this this. No 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 no. Things like that. You as like. If the Lord wants to help you, if the Lord wants to use you to tell someone something, He'll even use you to tell someone something in a very encouraging way. Um, but, you know, going around, you know, telling people this, this, that, this, that, 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 you know, just going off judging people like that, 
the Lord wants you does not want that. He wants you to always show love and to be encouraging. But he does want you to tell the truth, though. If someone is doing something bad, he wants you to tell them, this is bad. If this is wrong, you tell them it's wrong. If this is good, you tell them. You have to tell them the truth. But when it comes to other things like, you know, things that are very necessary because, you know, the Lord is giving us wisdom and discernment. And we know things that are important that we should say. And we also know things that are very unnecessary that we don't have to say. So when it comes to things that are, you know, unnecessary that, you know, could really discourage people, let's say, because then people could commit, could, could end up being so depressed and commit, um, and commit very, very bad acts because of the things that people could tell them. Let's say some people could tell them, well, you know, could, let's say insults, um, very, very negative things like, you know, you're not going to do well, you know, things like that. That's what I mean. Always say encouraging, you know, good, thoughtful things to people. But don't really tell them hateful things. You know, make sure you do everything out of love. And you also talk with, you know, compassion and, and with love. And, you know, you talk gently. When you talk to someone, put yourself in that person's shoe and see if you would tell the person, you would tell yourself that same thing that you're telling the person. Or if you would be happy if someone else, in that same position, would tell you what you're telling them. You know, tell people the truth. If they're doing wrong things, tell them. Definitely tell them. If they're doing bad things, if something is wrong, please, you have to tell them. But, you know, if there's things that are affecting your spirituality, like if they're sinning, you have to tell them those things because if you love them, you have to tell them. If you don't, the Lord will be, the Lord will not be happy with you because the Lord says, you know, as a watchman, if you see someone coming, you know, if you see something is wrong, you have to tell them. If you see someone going and they're about to fall, you have to tell them. You know, you have to. If something is wrong, you have to tell someone that something is wrong so that they change and they repent. Because a lot of people sometimes are willing to, you know, change from the correction they hear. You, you just you have to let them know that what they're doing is wrong. Because you know, he's called it as a watchman, and if you've seen, you know, that something is wrong somewhere, you have to let people know. Because if you don't, then the Lord will require their blood from you. He's going to require their blood from you. They're, you know, if, if they fall, then, you know, their lives will be requested from you, says, you know, as said by the Lord. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to read from Acts chapter 20, from 25 to 27. It says, Now I know that none of, none of you among whom I have preached the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole will of God. Yes, you know, here he's saying that he's free from the blood of all men because he has told the truth. You know, he's shared the word of God with all of us and he has let us know the truth. So God is not going to require anyone's blood from him because he's done his part because he has told the truth. He's told everyone what is good and what is bad, what to do and what not to do. So before God, he's clean and pure because he has done everything. You know, he's said what God wanted him to say. So before God, he's clean. He has no, no, there's no problem because he has said what God wants him to say. And that's how it should be. So if, if you, you should tell the truth. There's a truth of God that you have to say, the spiritual truth of God, because you know, God is spirit. And you don't have to tell the truth of God. You have to you know, let people know that, that, that truth. But when it comes to certain things, um, let's say you know, certain things that are very physical and irrelevant um, about, let's say, people's appearances or how people look, or whether people have money or don't have money, whether people are tall or not tall, whether people are skinny or thin, or whether people are, are let's say, physically smart or not, or not as smart as you are. What you know, those things, those are things that I mean. Be careful, not be careful when you talk about them, please. 
because sometimes people people could say things like that and they could really discourage other people and it could make people feel really bad and it could make people look at Christians very differently because they could think, well, if you're Christian, then why are you so mean? Or they could think um, in, in a different way. So please make sure, brothers and sisters, that you always show love. You have to, you know, the Lord wants you to have wisdom and to know what is important and what is not important. You have to know that the spirituality, people's spirituality is very important. And sometimes talking about some physical things are very irrelevant. And sometimes they could really hurt people and they could cause people, you know, very slight little things could cause people to turn away from God. So please, brothers and sisters, be very, very careful with all that you do. And all that you do, be very careful and always live a humble, you know, loving life. Um, you know, just show the love of God to people. You know, don't go around, you know, saying bad things about people. Don't go around judging anyone against the will of God. You have to, you do have to tell them the truth, though. If something is wrong, you know, the word of God, you know, is, is what will, will show us the way. And if someone is doing something wrong, and you know the word of God is wrong, you do have to tell them. Otherwise, as I just read in Acts, you know, it says that, you know, because he said it, their blood will not be required from him. God will not require anything from, you know, their blood from him because he told them everything that, you know, the Lord wanted him to. But for those that do not, then, if you don't, then it will be required from you. If you don't, it will be required from you. So, brothers and sisters, please do all you can to make sure that you, you, you tell the truth, but be careful of what you say. You know, don't be negative. Don't um, say very discouraging things. Don't, you know, always complain. Don't, don't always nag. Don't always fight with people. Don't always argue with people. Live a loving life. You know, show, you know, show the love of God. You know, be a representative of the Lord. Represent His love. You know, always be forgiving. You know, don't put yourself first. As Christians, you have to learn to put, you know, the will of God first. You know, what pleases God and what makes Him happy is what we have to follow. Sometimes there's some we want something else too. There's, you know, another thing that we want. But if we know that, if it's going against what God wants, if we know clearly that the Lord doesn't really want this thing right now, then we we have to just submit to God. We have to submit to God and also not want that thing. We have to reject that thing that we know that we want, but God doesn't want us to have. So, brothers and sisters, it's very important that we all do this. We make sure that we do this every single day. We have to always deny ourselves and always put the Lord God first. So, we're going to pray to God right now to ask Him to help us to always deny ourselves and to ask Him to help us always put Him first because it's all about Him, not us. Father God, in Jesus' name, we humbly come before you, God. Help us always deny ourselves, Father. Help us to always put you first, O oh Lord. Help us not to do what we want. Help us not to put ourselves first, but, Lord, to put you first, Father. To always live a life that is pleasing to you. To do what is pleasing and perfect before you, O oh God. Lord God, help us to please you. Help us to put you first, Jesus. I commit, Lord, the lives of all my brothers and sisters into your hands. And, Lord, I pray that you would cause them, Lord, to please follow after your will. Father, to do what you want, to do what you want alone, O oh Lord. Help us to please you. Help us to please you. Help us to focus, focus on you, Jesus. Help us to focus on you. Help us to seek your face. Help us to seek your face. Help us to seek your face day and night. And, Lord Jesus, give us wisdom and discernment to know what to say and what not to say. Father, give us wisdom, knowledge, and discernment and understanding, O oh Lord. Bless us in more of your spirit. Bless us with more of your of, of your anointing, more of your truth, more of your word, O oh Jesus. We want more and more of you in all of us, Father. More and more of you in all of us. In the name of Jesus, Father, fill us with your light, O oh God. Fill us with your word, O oh God. Fill us with your truth, Father. Fill us with your understanding. Father, we want more and more of you in us. More and more of you in us, Father. I pray that you'd help us to put you first, Father. Let us put you first. Let us do your will, Jesus. 
Help us to follow after your will, Holy Spirit. Help us to follow after your will, Holy Spirit. Let us follow after you, Jesus. Help us to follow after you, Holy Spirit. Please help us, O God. Help us, O God, to follow after you and to do what you want and to do what is pleasing to you, Jesus. Help us, O God. Help us, O Lord, in Jesus' holy name. We will follow after you, Lord, and we'll live a life that is pleasing to you, Father. We will do what you want us to do. Holy Spirit, please help us to know what you want. Jesus, help us. Strengthen us to always do what you want, to always put you first. God, please help us. Holy Spirit, please help us. Holy Spirit, give us the strength to do what you've called us to do. All for your glory, all for your name, Father God. We praise you and we adore you. We glorify you and we give you all the praise and all the honor. Lord, help us to put you first and to do what you want, O Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we praise you, we thank you, we worship you. We adore you, God. We bless you, we bless you. We are so thankful to you for all that you have done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless, we magnify your name. We praise and we bless you, O Holy, glorious, wonderful one. God, I thank you so much. I bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, O Holy Spirit. O God, we bless you. We glorify and adore and worship. We are thankful to you for all that you have done. O Lord, we thank you so much, Father. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Blessings and honor and glory all belong to you, God. Thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray, help us to always put you first and to do what you want. Not what we want, but, Father, what you want in Jesus' name. We pray Thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go ahead and to share. I'm going to go ahead and share a dream that I had. And um, in this dream, um, I was in this place. I, I was in this time. Um, I knew that it was 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 far from now. It's it's, few, it's it's in the future compared to now. But in the dream, um, I'm not sure the exact time frame I was in. I'm not sure whether um, the rapture had already happened or if it hadn't but it looked pretty dark it looked like it looked like the rapture had hap- it looked like the rapture had happened because there were so many zombies but i'm not sure about this i'm not sure whether it was before the rapture or whether it was after the rapture but all i knew is that it was it was in the end and and so much darkness had covered where i was in the air that i was i didn't know there was just so much darkness in, in the earth there was so much evil and there were, you know, um, there were a lot of, I could tell, a lot of people. And a lot of the people had gone evil. They were looking like, you know, beast creatures. Yeah, there was, I know, there were, there were different people, but most of them, I saw there was multitudes of them. There were so many of them, and they were um, like a beast creature. It looked like they had changed. They had become like a, like a, almost like a, a, a creature that looked like a demon or a beast, but I knew that they were humans. They, I knew that they were humans. They used to be human beings. Because in the dream, I was in this place, and it looked like it was a yard with cars. Um, there were cars there, and there were many different people. And I was with this person, this other, um, this this other young um, man that I was with. And in the dream, I was um, we were evangelizing. I was evangelizing, and I was telling this person about the Lord. This this young man that I met about our Lord Jesus and I was telling him to believe and in the dream I could clearly see in the spirit I, I could it was like I could see through people it was like I could see through him and I could clearly see whether he was going to accept the Lord or or whether he truly accepted the Lord or did not because I remember I, I put the Lord before him I, I I asked him if he wanted to make the Lord his personal savior if he wanted to accept the Lord and when I when I put this before this man, I remember that I could like I could clearly see into him, like I could see so clearly into this man, and I could clearly see 
I could see so clear into his spirit. And and when I when I put the Lord before him, I even before everything was finished, I I knew I could see that he was not going to accept the Lord. I knew that he was. I could see clearly because because in the in the dream, the Lord had given me this ability to be able to see through people and and to see like in the because in the dream the Lord allowed me to to see clearly in the spirit into the spirit of someone whether they would truly accept the Lord or would truly not accept the Lord. And when I came to this man and I asked him to asked I asked him I told him about Jesus and I asked him to accept the Lord as a savior. The Lord allowed me to clearly see that this man would not was not did not truly accept him. Although because I could seek so clear into his spirit and whether he truly would accept Jesus or he truly accepted Jesus or didn't and I could see that he did not accept Jesus. I I put it before him and he didn't and he was angry and he left. And he didn't accept the Lord and and he left. And in in the dream and I knew that because he rejected the Lord I knew that he was going to turn into a beast creature. He, he was going to turn into like a, a, a zombie creature. Um, yeah, they looked like zombies. They, they, look, they reminded me of like a gray color. Like it looked like gray and like dead but alive and very, very scary. And I knew that he was going to turn into that, that zombie beast creature. And in the dream, I knew that once they turned into that, I knew that the ones that I tried to help to get saved that still rejected Jesus, I knew that they were going to come after me. Because in a dream, I knew that I tried to help some people to accept the Lord Jesus. But I knew that once they rejected the Lord and, you know, whatever, um, and, and, and as time went on, they rejected the Lord. I knew that eventually when they, um, they got turned into the beast somehow, um, in, in this dream, I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to turn into the beast, but somehow, very quickly, I could see that um, later something was going to happen, and, and they, they changed, and they were going to change into a beast, and they were going to come after, especially the one that tried to help them get saved. The one that tried to help them get saved, I could see that they were going to come after them. So I could see that they were going to come after me, because I tried to help some people become saved, but they they rejected the salvation, they don't want to become saved. And then later, they turned into beast creatures, the zombie beast creatures. And then they came after me. And then, you know, they were coming after me. And and in the dream, I, I knew this before it happened. So I knew to get out of where I was because I knew that if I didn't leave, when they would eventually become like beast creatures, they would turn into beasts, um, they were going to come after me. So I was leaving and I could see there were different beast creatures. Some of them were trying to come after me because I had previously tried to help them get saved, and some of them had um, some of them had like um, some of them had a little bit of intelligence. Some of them were were a little smarter than I thought because some of those um, some of them could drive. I'm, I'm not sure how everything is. is I'm, I'm not exactly sure how everything is going to go, but some in the dream I could see that some of them were driving. Some of them were driving cars. And they could drive in this place where there were many cars. And some of them were trying to hit us with the car. They were in the car and they were driving at us. And, you know, they were trying to hit us with their car. But supernaturally, the Lord just helped me escape. It was like they tried to hit us, but the Lord just, I was also in another car with this other person. And we we just drove through and we escaped. And we were able to leave where those, the people that rejected Jesus and had become zombies. I knew that the the people there, they didn't really want to 
accept you know they they they, they don't want to accept the Lord and they had become they had be, been changed they had become like demons looked really awful and they were going against, coming against me because I tried to help them get saved and they knew that I still had the Lord in me and they were trying to come against me for that again and in this dream it was like for some reason the spirit of God it was like in that time I'm not I'm still not very sure whether it was a tribulation or if um, it was before the rapture but it, it really looked it looked like it was very very you know deep in the end times it looked like God had poured out a lot of his spirit and there was just chaos everywhere chaos just everywhere and so many people had turned into like the masses there were more people that had turned that had you know that were becoming evil they had become evil and it's like they were taken over by darkness and demons there was just so many of them there are actually more of them than the people that were still um that were still you know saved or still knew the lord to tell the truth like from what i saw the people that still knew the lord there was just a few of them there was just a handful i could i could count them i really could in that time whether um i don't know whether it was the tribulation or if it was before the tribulation but everything was everything looked destroyed and there was just very very few christians just a few christians like i didn't see many because i could see a crowd of people and i'll see so many people rushing towards a certain place or just going towards a certain place and i could see that many of the people that were going majority of them had lost their souls they they weren't people that truly were you know believing it didn't look like they were christians they had people that looked like they had just lost their souls and they were just going and they were in the masses so many of them and you know i and this person we just came through and and we were in this place and once we were there it looked like there was this place where we could be and in that place for some reason um the a lot of demons like the, the zombie people didn't come there i mean i found it a little i wasn't really sure exactly why but the zombie creatures were going towards a certain place um you know they were around and and they were just looked like they were like rushing they were running they were going they were going towards this place but we but i and this other person we came right through and we got to this place and in that place for some reason when we were there it was like other christians other believers would would also gather in that place because you know they knew that we were there and it was like that was an area where only i could see that that in that area only christians were come only christians were coming the only people that truly believed were coming i didn't see any any zombie creature or any beast creature or any demon i didn't see any any of that there in that place at all it was like a secluded area it was like it was apart from the rest of the places where i saw um the zombie people the people that had turned to beast the beast creature people it was it was a secluded place and it was it was it was different it was like it was out of that area that area was like was like towards i don't know the left and in front of us and we were like in the back in this land area and in that area we were there and it was like i think we we prayed or something and um we but we were there and i knew that we were spirit filled the people that were there were spirit filled and i remember that i was dancing in the spirit even at that time although there were so many you know people that had turned to zombies and demon creatures and stuff the holy spirit was still 
You know, the Holy Spirit was still there and still wanting to say, but he was like, I, I knew he was in me at that time. The Holy Spirit was, was still with me. He was still in me. I mean, he was still in me, though. I knew that he was still in me, and he was still in, but I mean, when I mean the Holy Spirit was there, he was still in me, and he was still, like, in the Christians. And for some reason, the gifts of the Spirit were very strong. And I remember that I was dancing in the Spirit, and then, because we met in this place where there were other, where, I don't know, it was a secluded place, where just the Christians were coming. And I was dancing in the Spirit, and then this other person, you know, came, people came, people that I knew that also had true faith and truly believed, but there were different levels. I could, for some reason, I could discern um, there were like, there were like, you know, different levels, and they, they came too to that place. And this person came and asked me about, you know, how how could I, he was like, he asked me, and he was talking, talking to me about dancing in the spirit, and he was, because he saw me dancing in the spirit, and he was talking to me about that. And then there were other brothers and Christians that later were coming. I could see that more were coming, but it still wasn't as many. I didn't see that many. Like the zombie people, I could see like so many of them, so many. So many people became um, the zombies. I saw so many of them, the, the beast creatures, so many of them. So many of them became like that. and But very, very few. Very, very few. Like I saw just very, very few were were true Christians. I could count them literally. This was like such a small amount. And that few, when we were in that place, it was separated from the rest of the the place, the rest of the, you know, it was like an it was like excluded place, and I could see that, you know, in the crowd, in the midst of all the people and all the all the zombie creatures and all the beast creatures, some people in there were still Christians. I couldn't, I didn't see them at first because there were just so many beast people. Yeah, there were there were there were so many different. I mean, I saw that all those different kind of people, but you know, I knew that they had, you know, they had walked into a certain, you know, dark, dark path, and something was wrong, and they were just going, going. But in the midst of them, I could see. In the midst of them, I couldn't see though. I couldn't see the Christians. But in the midst of them, they were actually Christians. The Christians were somewhere, but I couldn't see them because there were just so few of them, like in the crowd of of thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, zombie creatures, a lot of evil people. But I could see just but I could see them coming out like one I could see like one Christian or or a few Christians coming out at a time, just a few. And, you know, we would gather in this place and it was almost as though we, we, we could pray and and we know we were still seeking the Lord and the Lord was still with us. The Lord, you know, didn't you know, he didn't give up on on us in that time the spirit of the lord was still strong there and at that time i remember i could like walk on air i I could walk on air like the air was the ground i remember i could like jump on the air Um, i remember it so clearly because at that time i could see that there was just so many it was like because at that time i really felt like there were zombie demons everywhere and everything had changed I don't. I don't really think anyone was going to be going to school. It, to tell you the truth, I really think it was. It looked like it was a tribulation, but I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. But I think it was because it looked like everything had been like so many people had like turned into demons, like demon creatures, and everything was just a mess in the world. There was no peace, and like the Christians looked like they were in certain places. I think they might have been hide, hiding or something like that. But they they would come out when they would see another brother in Christ, or when they would see another Christian, 
the Christian, the, like, what happened was that when I went, to, when we went to this place, they would see the other, they would see that I was a Christian. Somehow they could, they saw it, they knew, because I think I was praying or something in a dream. And then they would see us, and then they would come right out of the crowd of the thousands of zombie demons, and they would, they would come right out quickly, and then they would come to join us. And then they were with us, but for some reason, the zombie demons didn't come anywhere near us. The, the, the beast creatures didn't come anywhere near us. We were there, and we were seeking the Lord, and the Spirit of God was with us. And I remember that it was like I could, I could feel. I remember I was dancing in the Spirit. I remember that so clear. And I was walking on air. Like I could literally fly. Like I, I was just like I was walking in the air. Like like the air was land. I could walk and jump high and jump high, and I could just like stay in air and just keep going up and going up and going up. It was almost like like the Lord had changed things, and I could literally fly in the air, and it felt so real. And when I woke up, I I was actually surprised because it felt so real. I really felt like I was really dancing in the spirit and just walking on air, and I was literally like flying, like walking in the air. And other people were also doing different things with different gifts. And someone was asking me to, you know, he was like, because someone saw me dancing in the spirit, and he asked me about, oh, dancing in the spirit, um, can you teach me how to dance in the spirit? Something like that. But, you know, it was like the Lord was doing supernatural things, even in even in that time. Even in that time. So, um, brothers and sisters, the Lord will, was going to still, um, is going to still be with us no matter what happens. No matter what time we're in, his presence will still be there with us and he'll always protect us. Um, but in this dream, I'm not really sure exactly what time I was in. But, you know, it's like, um, there was, it's like the Holy Spirit will still, for those of you that truly believe, you know, the Holy Spirit will still be in you. It doesn't matter. I, it, it depends. Um, it depends. If you still hold on to him and don't reject him and don't backslide or don't go into the world. The Spirit of the Lord will still be resting, you know, will still be resting on you. God will still be with you, and He won't let you fall nor nor stumble. And, you know, there's, and in that time, I saw there were also some brothers and sisters, but there were very few, but it looked like we were helping each other, but we were together, and it looked like school didn't matter anymore. It looked like if you have a job, your job wouldn't matter anymore. Like, nothing mattered, because everywhere was just full of evil people. Just like evil people that are that want to like kill you. That's what it felt like. People that want to literally kill you. Like very evil people that want to kill you. And they could, I don't know, like you know the the beast creature. They could you know eat people and stuff. So that's what I saw. So it's a very it's a very horrible time coming, brothers and sisters. But I know that if you have the Lord, wow, the Lord He's so great. His Spirit was there with me. I remember. And he was helping me, and I was he was letting me do like supernatural things in the spirit. And I'm just sharing this, you know, to give glory to God because it's he that's doing this. And those that, you know, those that really have the Lord, the Lord will always be with them till the very end. No matter what happens, the Lord will always be with you. So that's why you need the Lord. You need to make sure that the Lord is in you because when the Lord is with us, all of the zombie creatures tried to, you know, get rid of us. They tried to, somehow they could drive cars. They tried to crash us with their big trucks. They tried to kill us. The Lord didn't allow them to kill us. We still survived, and we just went through. And and, and it's like the Lord would let me know things before they would happen. It was like it was such a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Like He would always let me discern things before they would happen, and I, He would let me know things. He would let me know things about people, whether they would truly accept the Lord or 
or because when I take the uh, whether they truly accepted the Lord or they truly didn't, and he would let me know things about the future to warn me so that I wouldn't fall into the trap of the enemy, because he would show me what the enemy was trying to do so that I wouldn't fall into his trap. I didn't fall into the trap that the enemy was planning to make me fall into. So there's going to be a great darkness that is coming. But if you have the Holy Spirit, because I remember that although it was very it looked dark and gloomy in that time, but when the Holy Spirit was with, you know, because He was with me and He's in, He was in me. It looked like I could even walk on air. I could literally, I was in a dream. I was literally like walking on air. I remember that I could walk on air like air was solid ground. And I could see other brothers and sisters in the Lord, but there were so few. It almost looked like like they were hiding underground. And, and this was, it looked like they were hiding, and then when they would see another Christian, they would come out to gather with them. That's what it looked like. It looked like there was this place where I, I was, and when I began to, I think, pray or something, I would see that one Christian from there would just see me, and they would come towards me. But the Christians were so few. It was almost like Christians were like one in a, I don't know, thousands of thousands, only the Lord knows how it goes, but but I'm telling you, Christians in that time of the dream were almost n- not there, just very few, very little, and there was just this little group, and you'd see a few Christians there that were truly spirit-filled, truly spirit-filled, and they were protected from the zombie creatures, because when they would come to that place, the Lord was with them, because although a lot of darkness is going to be released, a lot of the Holy Spirit will still the Holy Spirit will still be with people, people that truly believe Him. He will be in them. He will be in them, and He'll help them because you know the Bible says, "If God is for you, who can be against you?" And that is going to be fulfilled because when God is was with me in a dream, no one could come against me, not even the zombie demons, because whatever they would try to do, God would tell me before it actually happened. So I'd always be safe, and I'd always be protected by the Lord in the dream. Yes, brothers and sisters, so in this time, please, like, be very devoted to the Lord. Seek the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all the strength you have, with everything that is within you. Seek the Lord with it, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what circumstance you're going to be in. You don't know where you're going to be. But in the time that you'll be there, or or whatever situation you find yourself in, the Lord is great enough to protect you. He's great enough. He's strong enough. To, 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 to see you through. He's strong enough to help you overcome. And He will if you truly believe. You know, He's going to be there with you no matter what happens. As long as He's in you and you always, you know, obey His laws and His commandments and do everything He wants you to do, He'll always be with you forever and ever. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's happening. He'll give you strength and you will not fear. Because I remember that this time when I was there, although there were zombies, I was not in a lot of fear for some reason. For some reason, the Holy Spirit was so strong because sometimes Lord takes me to tribulation and He lets me feel the fear. But this time, although I'm not sure whether I was in the tribulation, I could be because it really looks like the tribulation, but I didn't feel as much fear because this time I felt a lot more of the presence of God. I remember that in a dream. I knew that, I remember so clearly, I was just dancing in the Spirit and I was I was like, I felt happy because I was able to find other brothers and sisters that truly believed. Although there were very few, there was not a lot of them. Like, you could count them literally. There was just a few of them. I mean, from the dream from when I remember, just a, 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 a handful, not a, a, not that much at all, like very, very small. I could, I knew that I didn't have, like, I felt bold. And 
I didn't feel so much fear, like crippling, um, crippling fear. I felt like free and I could fly. I remember I could fly. Like in the dream, the Holy Spirit was with me. I was like jumping on the air and I was walking up and I was walking up, 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 up. And there was no ladder. It was just the air. I could walk on the air like the air was solid ground. And I could do other like supernatural things because the Holy Spirit was just so strong into me. Like the Holy Spirit had, had his strength was he had filled me with his strength, and I remember that I was helping other brothers and sisters in that time, and you know, there were, I was helping other people in that time, and yeah, and it really looked like it was a tribulation because that's what I really think it was, but I'm not sure. But I know that there were just zombies everywhere, and everything was just just it looked like there was just chaos everywhere, no peace, and very very few Christians. But the Christians were like hiding. They were hiding, and just so many zombie beast creatures. It looks like the Christians were not really out in the open. They were in places, and then they would come out. Once they would see another Christian, or once they would see a brother or sister, they would just come out. So please, brothers and sisters, you know, we're, we're getting into these times. So please, be prepared with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, prepare to be, you know, with, with, with all your heart, with all truth, you know, to be a true Christian, not to be a hypocrite, not to be a pretender, but to be a true Christian. Yes, with all your heart, do all you can to become that true Christian that God has called you to be. Because, you know, He made you in His image and He wants you to seek Him truly. So please, do all you can to seek Him truly. Because, you know, these times are coming. They're getting closer and closer and closer. These times are really coming. So please, don't be a hypocrite. Because, if you're a hypocrite, God sees and He knows. He knows you're a hypocrite. And, you know, you don't get any reward from God if you're a hypocrite. You don't get anything because you're not seeking, you're not worshiping God because you love Him. You're doing it because of yourself or because of someone. You're not serving God. And when you serve God, that's the only way that you get, you know, blessed by Him. And when you serve Him and when you seek Him, He will reward you. But if you're seeking someone else or something else, don't expect to get a very, don't expect to get rewarded by God because you're not doing it for God. And God will reward you if you're seeking Him. He's a reward of those that diligently seek Him, not those that seek men or seek themselves. He, he rewards you if you seek Him. I'm going to go on to read Matthew chapter 6 from verse 2. It says, Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as, a, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, as they may have glory f from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Yes, yeah, so it means that when, um, this, yeah, this is what the Lord said, when you do something good or when you do something for the Lord, or when you're doing something, you know, that's, you know, encouraging or that's loving, please don't blow the trumpet. Please don't tell people what you're doing. If you're doing something, just, you know, you're doing it for the Lord. Unless maybe the Lord leads you to somehow, maybe somehow you're doing it and maybe somehow people find out. Or let's say the Lord or let's say the Lord somehow let it be revealed as a testimony or something. If the Lord does it, then you know the Lord's done it. He let it come out. But when you do anything, you know, for the Lord, charitable, charitably, don't sound the trumpet. Don't let anyone know, because because when it comes out like that, when people know, and it's like when when you're doing it it for people, when you are telling them, you know, because you want them, you want marriage from them, or you want them, you know, to to, to lift you up or something, you, then you've gotten your reward. Then there's nothing else the Lord is going to give you because you didn't do it for him. You did it because you wanted men to 
man to look up to or to please you. So you've gotten your reward. So you did it for man, so you get what you get from man. And you don't get anything from God because you didn't do it because of the Lord. So please, when you do something, don't blow your trumpet. Um, don't go around telling people, please just know you did it for the Lord. And, you know, keep keep it secret between you and the Lord. Unless somehow the Lord, you know, brings it out for His glory alone. He lets someone, he lets someone find out because because he wants to encourage someone else or you know he you know he could show it to someone he could let someone know but it, let it be the lord that does that don't let it be you that tells someone i'm going to continue in verse 3 it says but when you do a charitable deed do not let your left hand know when your right ha- what your right hand is doing yes when you're doing something good you know it's like when you're doing something good it's showing us here that the lord doesn't even want, you know, your left hand to know what your right hand is doing. You know, when you're doing something, he doesn't want it to come out. He doesn't want other people to know. He doesn't want, you know, it's like he wants it to be done between you and him. He just wants to be the only one that knows. So please, you know, the Lord keeps talking about this in his verse, that he doesn't want people to know. Verse 4, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees it in secret will himself reward you openly yes when lord sees you, when the lord sees what you do in secret he will reward you when he sees what you're doing and not doing it for people but doing it for him he will be the one to reward you openly so when you do something please just keep in your heart not to do it for men it's very important that you don't live as a as someone that tries to please people or someone that tries to you know make people um happy but you try to you know, make God happy. And that's what I have to focus on. Because, you know, if you make man happy, you have to be careful because you could be making their flesh happy. Because a lot of people are not very spiritual. So if you're making them happy, then you're making Satan happy. Because a lot of people, what they want is what their flesh wants. And, you know, what the flesh wants is what Satan wants. A lot of people are not very spiritual. And they're not, you know, very, very led by the spirit. They're more led by the flesh than the spirit so a lot of things that they will request of you a lot of things that they will want to do will be things of the of the flesh and if you do that if you do the things of the flesh that they want to do uh, that they want you to do then means you're pleasing satan and you're sinning and it makes the lord very very upset so please don't please anyone because a lot of people are led by demons unless what they're unless they tell you to do something for god but even then don't do that thing for god because it makes them happy do it for God because you want to make God happy firsthand. Don't do it because, well, firsthand it makes them happy, and then secondhand it makes God happy. No, 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 no. Because if you're doing it for man, then you have received your Because even here, doing a good deed, you can't even do that good deed because you want man to be happy. The Lord still doesn't like that. He still won't reward you. He wants to reward you because you're doing it to please him. He wants to be the number one in your life. God wants to be your first love. He wants you to do everything you do because of him, not because of of your flesh or some other person. So please, as you live, I encourage you to keep striving, doing all you can to please God and not man. Verse 5, it says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Yes, and when and as it says here too, when you pray or when you're doing anything, you know, don't do it because you want men to see you. 
and men to think you're praying. I mean, if if you're praying and, and they they come upon you and they know you're praying, and you know that's fine because you're not doing it because of them. If you're praying in your room quietly and someone just barges in and sees you praying, you didn't do it on purpose to show them. You were just praying and they came to see you. But when you're praying, don't purposely go into the midst of people and pray in their midst because you want them to see you praying. The Lord doesn't like that. You could pray somewhere and people could see you or hear or, or hear you because sometimes it depends. Like sometimes it might be because that's the only place available to pray. And while if, they, if they're seeing you, well, you don't mind because you're just praying to God. You're not even praying because of them. Because sometimes, um, let's say someone could maybe in some people's house. Maybe where they live, they might not have a lot of rooms there to pray alone. They might not really have that personal, that quiet closet. So the only place they could pray, maybe they share a room with maybe their brothers and sisters. And the only place, maybe there's just two rooms. Maybe a room where they all sleep in and the living room. And maybe both rooms are occupied. And maybe it's very cold outside, but they have to pray. So um, maybe the only way they could really pray and pray well is maybe in the room. I mean, they're praying in the room, it's fine, because, you know, they're praying, and, you know, they're praying to God. They're not really doing it to please man. They're motive, because when you read the Bible, it, it, it teaches that, it teaches that, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and the corners of the street, that they may be seen. So it's telling you that the reason they're praying, because it, it, it says that here, look, it says they love. So it's telling you that they love to pray, not because they love God, but they love to pray because they love to be seen by men. So your motive, that's what the Lord looks at. As you read the Word of God, it teaches you that it's it, as a motive, that's what the Lord looks at. He doesn't look at what you're doing, He looks at your heart. Because you could be doing something, and the Lord knows you're praying because you truly love Him, but in, in that circumstance that you're in, someone would see you, but you're not letting them see you because you want them to see you. But they're seeing you because, well, there's really not much you could do. They, they, they'll see you even if you try to, um, you know, hide because that place is a very small place. The Lord understands and He knows that you're trying to seek Him, but there's just nowhere else to pray. But these guys, they, they love literally to be seen to pray. They're, so they're doing it. Their, their heart intent or their, their heart in this is because they want to be seen by men. So the only reason they're praying is because they want people to see them and they want people to praise them and they want people to say, oh, you're, 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 you know, the reason they're actually praying is not because of, you know, God or whatever reason, whatever other reason they could pray for, but they're just praying because they want people to be pleased with them or they want people to lift them up. That's what God really, really, really detests. That's what the Lord is really against and that's what he speaks against, that he's not, you know, that they've already gotten their reward. So when you're praying, please do all you can, you know, not to pray because of because you want people to see you, but you're praying because, well, the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray. And it doesn't, you don't care if people see you. You're just praying because God wants you to pray. And you're praying where God wants you to pray. But you're not praying because you want this person to see you praying, because you want them to think you know how to pray. No, 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 don't do that. The Lord doesn't want you to Because at church, you can pray openly. And it could be because the Holy Spirit wants is leading you to pray. And if the Holy Spirit wants you to pray, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray, then just pray as the Holy Spirit is leading you to. You know, don't do it because you want men to see you, but do it because you want Jesus to be happy. Because, you know, God is a reward of those that diligently seek Him, and He sees and He knows. He's a God that looks at, at the intent of the heart. He will look at your heart, and He will watch.
Yes, brothers and sisters. So do all you can because the Holy Spirit is leading you to. As you pray, pray because the Holy Spirit, you know, wants you to pray. And it doesn't matter if someone sees you. Um, if they see you, then, you know, let them, you know, if if the Holy Spirit is telling you to pray and if they see you, then they've seen you because you're obeying the Holy Spirit. But don't let them see you and don't let it be what you love to do. Um, don't, don't do it because, well, I love to, for people to see me when I pray because then they think I'm a very spiritual person. No, don't do that. The Lord doesn't like that at all. Because when you do that, you've gotten your reward. But pray because the Holy Spirit wants you to pray and then people see you because it's out of your control. Because you can't do anything about it. Because there's not that many rooms in your house or you have to pray, but somehow people, you know, sort of find out you're praying but it's accidental or it's not by your power. They just happen to find find out, but it has nothing to do with you wanting them to find out. So let that let it be how things are. So brothers and sisters, please do all you can to trust in the Lord with all your heart and you know, not to lean on your own understanding and you know, to seek him diligently and with humility and Yes, brothers, so please you know, love the Lord with all your heart. And when you seek Him, seek Him with all your heart. Seek Him with all diligence, and He will reward you. But when you do anything, please, don't do it out of pride, or don't do it out of, you know, wanting to be glorified. No, do it out of humility and out of obedience to the Lord. Yes, brothers and sisters, keep seeking the Lord because you love Him. Because that's the basis that you will receive reward. Because He will reward you, you know according to, you know, your heart. You know, he sees your heart because that fire will come and all of our works will be tested. That fire will, you know, will test all of us to see, you know, what we're truly made up of, whether we're truly made up of, you know, the the word of God, whether the, the word of God has truly changed us and we truly have become what the Lord wants us to be or we have become something else that the Lord doesn't want us to be. So please, brothers and sisters, I beg you with, with, with you know, with all my heart, please seek the Lord with, with, with your heart and, and, you know, do it because you love him. And, you know, don't do it to please men. Even if no one sees you, God sees you, and he's the one that you have to live for. He created us to please him, not to please men. You know, the Lord knows the truth to everything, and he knows the answer to everything. And he doesn't need to ask you what you did. He already knows it even before you were born or even ever created. Yeah, but what does it say? I'm going to read verse 6. It says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, who is in the secret place. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. So everything we read here teaches us that we should, you know, do it in secret, you know. We should do it in secret before the Lord. And, you know, the Lord will give us that reward that He wants us to receive openly. He, you know, there's a reward that God wants you to receive, and He will bless you with that reward but he wants you to do everything you do in secret, not because of man, you know, not to show off to anyone, because you're not supposed to please anyone, but you do it for God. I'm going to read in verse 7, it says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard, for there are many words. Yes, when you pray, make sure that you don't just talk or just use big words that you don't understand or just say things but don't really know what you're saying. Make sure that when you pray, you're spirit-led, tell God how you truly feel. Tell God what you truly want Him to do. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a complex, eloquent, um, 
speech is just you know God wants your heart. Even worshiping, don't it is not about you know how beautiful it sounds or looks. It doesn't matter to God how your voice is because people don't like to really worship because they think they have their voices not so good. But you know the Lord doesn't care about you know really the quality of how something looks on the outside. He cares about the quality of how it is on the inside. He doesn't care so much about how your voice sounds. What he cares about is the heart that you sing to him with, the heart that you worship him with. Because when you worship God, it doesn't matter how your voice sounds. Sing to him from the deep, deepest part of your heart. Sing to him. With, with, it doesn't matter if your voice is you know, uh, very deep, broken, raspy, dry, cr- crackly. It doesn't matter. Just you know, sing to him from your heart because to him that means so much more than even the most beautiful, you know, um, than the most beautiful word or, you know, the most beautiful voice that has no spiritual foundation, like the most beautiful voice that doesn't really seek God. Because someone could have a very beautiful voice, and but they don't think for the Lord. They don't even believe. They reject the Lord. But someone could have, you know, maybe what you could call very, very, um, maybe the person could think their voice is not that good because everyone's voice is made wonderfully by God. Everyone's voice is different and everyone, everyone's voice is wonderful and it's made by God. And God wants us all to worship Him with the voices that He's given to us. And He, he wants you to worship Him with all that you have, but He wants you to worship Him in spirit and in truth from your heart. He doesn't want you to want to please man or to, to worship Him based on the standards of men or to look at Him like the way man, you know, like the way man looks at things. No. He's a spirit and He wants you to you know, worship Him in spirit and in truth. He wants you to please Him, knowing that He's a spirit. When you worship God, worship Him from your heart. Don't really think and focus so much. Yes, brothers and sisters, so please, um, as you give the Lord all that you have, you give Him, you know, from the bottom of your heart, and, you know, you give it to Him because you love Him, and, you know, you don't think of how man, man sees things, because man has their own standards, but God has a completely different standard. So when you give to God, just know that He looks at the heart and give to Him from the bottom of your heart. Um, don't really focus so much on what man thinks or what man feels because our Lord and God, He is He is very different. He looks at things very differently than how man looks at things. Yes, brothers and sisters, the Lord sees and will reward you according to, you know, you know what you're giving to Him from your heart. So it doesn't matter. Just, you know, it doesn't matter how it looks. Just give it to Him because I heard the testimony of 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 heaven, of someone that visited heaven, and he and the person testifies that God is very emotional and He's moved, you know, based on, you know, he, he He's moved a lot based on His emotions, and what what in His testimony he 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 testified that he saw that you know there's so much you know worship and glory that is given to God in heaven, and you know the Lord also loves that too, the glory and, the glory and the worship is given to Him in heaven. But he really loves the worship that is also given to him on earth. Sometimes he, the person was testifying that sometimes through, let's say, a small church just with a few people that are, you know, going through so much and that are just struggling, you know, let's say, to make ends meet financially and are just going through so much hardship but would still give their life and would still worship God and would still thank God and still give God their all from the bottom of their heart. He testified that it meant so much to God that it would move God so much it would move the Lord so much because that meant so much more to him because you know in heaven you know when the angels when they see the glory of God you know they can't help it but just to worship him because his glory is just so great and just so magnificent and so mighty but on earth 
it's like, you know, just having faith, it's a struggle for so many people just to have faith in God, just to begin with. And then to, beyond having faith, you know, trusting in Him and worshiping Him, knowing that He's there and, you know, giving God their all. It moved the Lord so much. And He testified that it would move Him so much and it would mean so much to Him. And sometimes he, the person testified that sometimes they didn't even need to have the best voices because in heaven, you know, the angels have such wonderful voice, but on earth, just, you know, the the worship that the Lord would get from people, sometimes with broken voices that would cry, you know, that would be in so much misery and pain, but would worship God in tears, you know, they're crying, their voices will not be that cleared up, you know, choked up, but still worshiping, but God, even with, no matter how, even it didn't matter to them how broken their voices were, but they would still give God their all, you know, it meant so much more to God, that, that was the testimony that this person, this man received about heaven, that that, that meant so much to God. It meant so much to him. So, brothers and sisters, I, I plead with you, please. It's very, very important. It's so important that, you know, you, you give God your all and you, you seek him with all diligence. And, you know, you do all you can to, to be humble and to be faithful and to know that, well, God doesn't see things the way you see things. Because to you, you think you have to do everything perfect before you make him happy. No, he knows you're not perfect. And he's not waiting for you to be perfect before you believe in him. He wants you to come to him as you are. Come to Jesus just as you are. Give Jesus all you have just as you are. Don't wait for another moment. Don't wait to become perfect before you give him all you have. Just give him what you have just as you are. Just, you know, give it, give it to him. And you'll be so surprised what God what God will, will do with what, what you give to him. Because just the little that you give to him that you think is not important to him, it means so much. Because he sees things very differently. Because, you know, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his ways. God's ways are very different from ours. And his ways are much, much more greater than our ways. So, brothers and sisters, please, you know, when you do everything, you know, in everything that you do, do it the way the Lord wants it to be done. And, you know, do it with all your heart and do it with, with all that you have. Surrender it to Him. You know, when you when you seek Him, seek Him with, you know, with, with joy and with happiness. You know, let your heart be filled with praise. Let your heart be filled with happiness and joy and just love Him and love Him because He deserves to be loved. He deserves to be adored. He deserves to be glorified. He deserves to be extolled because our God is so great and so mighty. You know, no words can compare to his majesty. So, brothers and sisters, right now, I just want us to spend um, the few minutes we have left to just pray and to ask the Lord to help us to see things the way he sees things. To ask us to, um, let's ask the Lord to help us to worship him the way he wants to be worshipped. To adore him the way he wants to be adored. And, and to let us see things with the eyes of the Spirit. Because there's a way we see things, but God sees things differently. And sometimes we do things differently because we see things the wrong way. So let's ask God to help us to to see things correctly, to give us the eyes of the Spirit so that we could see things correctly. So that every decision we make, so that everything that happens to us, so that everything we go through will be because of the Lord, so that it will be because of the way the Lord wants it to be. Because if we understand, you know, the way of the Lord, if we see things the way the Lord wants us to see them, if we do things the way the Lord wants us to do them, then, you know, um, if we do things like that, then, if, uh, then you know, his will be done because then we'll begin to understand his will and we'll begin to know how the Lord wants things to be done. So it's, that's why it's very important to always be filled with the Spirit because when you're filled with the Spirit, you're always in tune with the Spirit. You know what the Holy Spirit wants. 
You know what the Lord God Almighty wants. You know what He expects. You know what He requires. You know what He doesn't want. So it's very important to be filled with the Spirit and to always pray. But before we pray, I'm just going to read a few more verses. I'm going to read from um, from verse you know eight. Therefore, do not be like I'm going to read um, Matthew six from verse eight. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Yes, he knows that God, the Lord knows the things you need before you ask him. So when you pray, don't just use big words or don't just talk anyway. Don't just talk in a way that you think will make him happy. Talk in a way because, you know, sometimes we are used to hearing people do things in a certain way or you're used to seeing people do things in a certain way that we repeat or we copy them or we emulate them even without understanding why they're doing it. You know, so the Lord wants you to... Us all to have wisdom, and he wants us to do things the way he wants. The, you know, there's a way he wants things to be done, and he wants us to do things according to his will. And he wants us to do things knowing that we're doing it from our heart, trying to please him, not because we don't understand what we're doing, but we're doing it because we know that is what he wants, and we just want to please him. So when you do things, you know, don't just copy people and with, without understanding you're just doing. But you know, when you're doing things, just know, knowing your heart that. Just you just have to know this that know that it's what God wants. Know that is it is what is pleasing to God. Know that it is what will make the Lord happy. So in all that you do, do it knowing that is what the Lord wants you to do. Don't just do it without having any idea. Verse nine it says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil oh wait deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen yes you hear the lord is is teaching us how to pray according to his will so indeed yes the lord does want us to pray and he wants us to seek him and he taught us how to pray so for those of you that don't know how to that that are not even sure how to pray for those of you that are you know that are still coming, you know, those those that mature as Christians, the Lord will teach them more about prayer. We'll teach them how to pray like this, and then we'll eventually we'll teach them, we'll give them the gift of tongues, and they'll even begin to pray more. But for those of you that are Christians, that are, you know, beginners, that are not sure how to pray and everything, just pray like this. You know, pray the Lord's Prayer as many times as you can. At least, for those of you that can't, try to just pray it at least um, seven times a day, over and over and over again. Spend hours praying, and, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Just pray, and the Lord, you know, just pray these things. Pray this prayer over and over again for hours because in this time you need to be filled with the Spirit and prayer will let you get filled with the Spirit because, you know, there's things that the Lord wants us to do and He wants us to prepare because He's about to do great things, great and mighty things the Lord's about to do. So, you know, pray and, you know, be filled with the Spirit and always let, you know, the Lord's hand of protection rest upon you so that the protection of the Lord will always be with you so that you'll always be kept safe because the enemy's around, you know, He's going around to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And don't become one of those that the enemy wants to devour because God, you know, God has chosen you for a time as this and there's a plan he has for you for a time as this and he wants that plan to be fulfilled and Satan wants to, you know, destroy that. So don't allow Satan to destroy that. Let God's will be done in you. So we're going to pray right now to let God have his way with all of us and to to let his plan concerning all of us to be fulfilled. And for him to deliver all of us from all fear, from all sin, from all that is not of him, because the enemy is going around really seeking 
whom he, he may devour because he really wants to devour as many of God's people as he can before time's up. So let's repent, let's pray, and let's ask God to let his will be done in us. And then, yeah, we'll, sh- we'll and then, and then I'll pray a blessing for over everyone that is listening, and then, and then even those who are not listening, and then, yeah, and then we'll, we'll draw to an, to an end for tonight. So let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we humbly come before you. Father, forgive us of all of our sins, Father. Cover all of us with the arm of God. Father, for all those that are listening, oh God, I pray that you would touch them greatly and mightily. God, I pray that you'd break the chains of the evil and you would destroy the powers of Satan against anyone that is there that is listening. Oh God, I pray that you'd rain down your anointing. God, I pray that you'd rain down your holy fire. That God, you'd fill your children with your spirit. That God, you'd fill your children with your holy fire. That you'd fill them up with your anointing. That Father God, your blessings will rest upon your people. Oh God, let your will be done in all of them in the name of Jesus Christ. God, fill your children with more and more of your fire. Fill them with more and more of your anointing, God. Lead them and guide them in what way they should go. Lord, let them understand what you want them to do. Let your people know what your will, what your plan, what your purpose is, Father. Let them understand. Let them know Jesus in this time because time is up. So many people don't even know where to go, what to do. God, I pray that you would show them. You would show them, Lord. Show them the way. Holy Spirit, show them the way. Show them the way. Show them the way because time is up, Lord. Make them all ready, Lord Jesus, before it's too late, Lord God. Make your people ready, Lord, as you're coming so soon. There's no time left, God. Prepare your people, O Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, prepare your people. O God, make your people ready. Make your people ready. Let them all be ready, O Lord. Let your people all be ready in Jesus' name. Fill your people with your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you'd rain down your anointing, you'd rain down your holy fire, Lord, to be with your people and all that they do everywhere they go. Father God, send down blessings. Send down, Father God, your mighty archangels to protect and to be with your people in this end time. Oh, Jesus, all that the enemy has planned against your people, break it and destroy it in Jesus' name. Father, heal the sick, oh, Father God. Bless the poor and the needy, Father. All those that need, you would provide for them in Jesus' name. But most importantly, let all of us, Father God, no matter who we are, no matter where we are, let us be filled with your spirit. God, let us be filled with your presence. Let us be filled with your anointing, God. Let us be filled with your power in Jesus' name, Father. Let us lack nothing. Let us lack nothing. Father, all that we need, I pray that you'd provide. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd provide. Father, you're the one that provides. Oh, Lord God, you're Jehovah Jireh. Provide for all of your children. God, provide for all of your people. Holy Spirit, provide for your people. Provide for your people. In Jesus' name, I pray for supernatural strength. I pray for faith. I pray for hope. I pray for love, for joy, for peace. That God, you would be with all of your people, that your people lack nothing. In the name of Jesus, show your people. Show your people what to do. Lord, show them where to go. Show them where to go, what decision to make. Oh, Father, let them not fall or stumble. Bless them. Put your mouth, Lord. Put your words in their mouth. Put, Father God, Lord Jesus, your mouth on them, Lord. Let them speak the words you want them to speak. Let them do what you want them to do, oh, Jesus. Lead and direct their path. And, Father God, whatever comes against them, cause it to fall. Cause the works of the enemy to fall down against them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, let whatever that is they're struggling with, let them overcome. Let it bow. Let it bow to your name, oh, Jesus. Break the powers of Satan against them. Deliver them. Set them free. Oh God, rain down your presence. Fill them with your love, your joy, your peace, your truth. Oh God, be with them. Be with your people, oh Lord. Be with your people, Lord, because in this time, your people need you more than ever. Lord, call them all back to you. Bring them all back to you. All that they've lost, bring them all back. I pray for supernatural provision. I pray for wisdom. I pray for truth. I pray for, 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 for you to help them to, to be made perfectly complete in your righteousness. And God, make them ready. Lord, as, as this time, Lord Jesus, where, where you're coming and Lord Jesus, so much about to happen. Please, Jesus, the end time, Lord, everything's about to start. Everything is, you know, we're at the end, we're at the end of the end, Jesus. Make us all ready, Father. Thank you so much, Jesus.
In Jesus' holy name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We adore. We glorify and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, and surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever in Jesus' name. And and may the Lord bless all of you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he raise his countenance upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you shalom in Jesus' name. So God bless all of you. I love you all. And remember, you know what's most important is the heart. Keep your heart ready and pure for the Lord. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't pretend because God knows what they're pretending. And God says he's not going to reward you for being a hypocrite. If you're a hypocrite, you get nothing. You're in darkness. It's like Satan sees it as you belong to him because you, you don't have the true power of God because you're just not, you're doing it, you're doing it in pretense. You're just pretending. It's not truth. And you know, God wants you to worship in spirit and in truth. They're the ones that will be saved. So truly accept Jesus and don't be a hypocrite. God bless you all and I love you all. So keep preparing and know that, you know, if you're a hypocrite, you're not truly ready. And, you know, if you're a hypocrite, you're not getting rewarded by the Lord and you're not getting saved because everything you do, you're not doing it because of Jesus. It's not true. You have to truly believe. You can't just show people that you believe while you don't. So truly believe and truly accept the Lord and do everything the Lord wants you to do in holiness and with urgency because time's up. God bless all of you.